Hey everybody, Twinkie here. The guys asked me to explain the compromised audio in the first 45 minutes or so of this episode. Stan the Man's computer crashed, so we had to use Dave's feed of the Google Hangout to include his side of the conversation. This means you'll be hearing some less than optimized audio and quite a few screen grab camera snaps. It's a super spirited discussion though about everything from Disney to Robocop. So, without further delay, here's Long Walk, Short Drink, Episode 32. I mean, there's nothing like, you know, just really getting together with a guy late at night on yeah. a bus. Yeah. Singing some Little Travel Mermaid. Absolutely. Singing Little Mermaid. Yeah. I, it's an, it's yeah. great. It's great. I'm going to give my secrets to being an amazing wingman. All right. <laughs> Val Kilmer, listen. This is how you be a wingman. <laughs> I'm going to start an internet feud with Val Kilmer. That's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to pass out. Hang on. He's dead. We still have RoboCop to talk about. How awesome is this? It's just technology letting us know that we're not always in charge. Oh, there he is! Hey! Look at that, it says Stay in the Man on there. Oh my gosh, look at your beautiful face. Look at this, Battle of the Beards. You guys both got a lot going on there. Usually that's the first thing we say to each other is like how beautiful each other's beards are. Well, I lose. I mean, it's not even a competition. Oh, come on! No. Your beard is fantastic. No, dude. When I look at your beard, all I see is sex. <laughs> I mean, that's what I look at. That is what I see. That's a, that's a teaser yeah. at the beginning. That's definitely. Teaser, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I made the mistake. Uh, by the way, Dave, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi, nice oh, to meet you, sir. Yeah, nice in the band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I've, yeah. I've heard lots about you. And you've said such same. nice things about the show. I'm so glad to... Make your virtual acquaintance here. Absolutely. All right, back to the beard mints. Let's go back yes. to the beard mints. <laughs> so the beard. So I, uh, I made the mistake of. So mine was probably oh about another inch or maybe inch and a half longer. And I made the mistake of trimming it not too long ago, and I might there might have been tears. I can't confirm yeah. or not, but I finally broke down. It was getting it was getting a little Nick Nolte ish on the sides. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and everybody yeah. everybody knows the Nick Nolte picture image that I'm talking about. The yeah. one with the Hawaiian shirt that's like yeah. not buttoned correctly, and like right. his hair. That, it was right. a little Nick Nolte-ish. Like I was worried somebody would try to give me soup and a cot if I was just wandering down the street with it. Right. So I finally, I did. I had to trim a little bit on the side, just all the squirrely ones. Like I just right. took the clippers out just enough to get all yeah. the squirrely hairs and. Yeah, I hated doing it, but um, one of our uh, one of the things we're going to try to do at Disney is get into the like traditional barber shop that they have on Main Street there, and and just do a beard uh, sculpting, like just nice. do shape it up and make it all look nice and pretty. So that's fantastic. Um, 
I tried to schedule uh, an appointment, but it like fills up so fast. So we're going to try to walk on on my birthday and see if we can use a little birthday guilt to get it. Yeah, there you go. Hey. I use that to uh, get sex. Hey, yeah, that's the. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you use it for what you can. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, be before he gets on, I better say. I mean, I even use it on <laughs> wife before. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> I mean, double D. Hello, gentlemen. There's a beep already. or already the beginning. We luckily yeah. we haven't gone live, so. <laughs> wow, the gang is all here. Let's do this. We're here. Yeah. Nice. All right. So I'm gonna. I'm about to go live. So stick to nicknames, uh, and then. Um, Look who's talking. <laughs> I know. I know. I was so. I almost did it again. <laughs> we were already already talking, and I was like, damn!" <laughs> and it's like I. <laughs> Again, I call you Double D in real life. I don't call right. you by your actual right. name in real life. Right. So it's not a nickname for me. It is your name for me. I know. That's what made it so much better. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I dropped it like four times. I dropped I your What the hell is all. going on? All right. So going live. Hello. Welcome to episode 32. Yeah, 32. Right. 32. Uh, I can't wait for 37. There's going to be so many great <laughs> jokes for 37. Oh, uh, man. If you're a clerk's... Uh, I almost did it right there. Did you hear it? Did yeah, you hear I did. that? <laughs> I'm like, I, uh, Double D. You have to watch Clerks before episode 37 so you get all those jokes. All right. Uh, um, the great, the uh, great, 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 great uh, line in there with the number 37. <laughs> So this is episode 32, though. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, joining us in this episode, for those of you following along on this incredible journey that we started over a year ago, uh, this episode is the episode we're recording days before Team Palmer, that's me and Ash, go on our week-long Disney vacation. So I uh, decided to have on uh, with us Double D. Uh, hello, Double D. And uh, <laughs> Stan, the man who we have t referenced before on the show, but this is his first time. Welcome, Stan, the man. Yeah, thank you. Be gentle. Yeah. Oh, no, we will. Oh, that's We always will. will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so uh it's great to have stan the man finally on the episode again this is like multiple cabins all coming together so stan the man and double d and i um they were part of they're part of my like new cabin my most latest cabin which was a group of people we all worked together yeah. and uh we were one of four at one point it was four dudes right four and dudes we, we were three of the four dudes in our entire division of where we worked. Yeah. Uh, which out was out of what? Probably like 60 people. Uh, no, it had to be more than that. Don't you more? think double D? Oh, I would certainly agree. Yeah. It was, oh, I would, man. Yeah. I yeah. think so. And so, I mean, that worked out. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely, that definitely worked out. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know. I didn't know we were gonna go down there, but I guess we're if we're gonna go down that road. I guess we can. Uh, but you know, you know. So we had some great times, of course, doing what we did. But some of the best things we did together during that time was throw the epic room parties. Oh man, we yes. threw, we threw some outrage. So 
Um, not to give too much away. We can't give too much away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's just say the way that our jobs were, we got together. We only actually were physically in the same space with each other, maybe three to five times a year. Right. Correct. And during those times, they would always give us hotel. Like it would be multiple days. So we would be staying as a collective group at the hotels that we were also using to, for our work get togethers. I'm, I'm being extremely careful. And if I tread too far, please stop me. All right. Um, so one of those things you got preferential rooms, meaning rooms that were in the same locations, as opposed to rooms that were in hotels, 15 minutes away. If you were willing to have a roommate, right. And so being three of the four dudes, uh, it was really easy for us to like gravitate towards each other to get those good, like Stan, the man did not qualify for a room, but I could put him down as a roommate and they would give me the right. preferential room. Um, and that was just, if it so happened to work out that double D and I weren't rooming together. So, uh, it, there were, there was one, there was one, one party in particular that like, do you know, you know, the scene Dave, uh, at the beginning of, uh, it's not at the beginning, but at the hangover when they, it's, it's where they do the first shot and then it cuts to them waking up the next morning and like, there's a chicken running in the hotel room and like, there's just like something is still on fire and there's no, there's just empty <laughs> booze everywhere. And this was nothing like that. It no, was, <laughs> it, it, I, the way I describe it as every flat surface in the room had an <laughs> empty beer can on it. Every flat surface. Like, yeah, uh, it, it was so. <laughs> There was just this. Do you remember the smell? I can still. Oh, God. That smell was atrocious in that room. It, it was like, you know, when I opened up King Tut's tomb for the first time or something. Like, you oh. know, the thousand year stench. <laughs> but uh, I remember at one point of the night. So, you know, there were like two beds, but I was at one side by the door because I think a group of people had went into our bathroom. And then uh, you were over on the other side. And I remember I looked across the room and our eyes met, yeah. Palmer, and you just looked at me and just shook your head. <laughs> I, also, though, here's the thing. The three of us put together, two things are bound to happen. It's, it's, it's literally yin and yang. All of the awesome and all the horror <laughs> happens simultaneously. Yes. When you got the three of us together, everybody, everybody would gravitate towards us. And that meant the good with the bad. And sometimes yeah. that was like oil and vinegar and it just would gravitate like, oh my gosh, it was so crazy. Just like so many fun, fun, fun times. One of those fun times, which first let's, uh, oh yeah, again, welcome to episode 32 of long walk, short drink. I am Palmer, broadcasting and recording from Dayton, Ohio. I'm Dave, talking to you from Northfield, Minnesota. Double this D. Is presented by Stan the Man. 
And Double D trying to figure out who's next. Uh, Double D <laughs> from north of Mansfield, Ohio. Awesome. Yeah. Stan the Man, hey, where are you at? Stan the Man coming to you from uh, beautiful Canfield, Ohio. Awesome. Welcome to episode 32. Uh, what's everybody drinking? I got a, I got a, an award winner right here. Ah, I only drink excellent. award winners. <laughs> I got, uh, I got, well, it's, I got hey, a fine no, Pilsner. <laughs> Listen, you know what? Standards are standards for a reason. Right. Oh yeah. Like, I I tried a bunch of blindfold tests of light beers one time. Yeah. And I chose uh, Miller Light, like yeah, as, as you know, blindfold tested. It's delicious. Double right. D. I saw the neon green. What are you drinking? I'm going with the new standard. Um, uh, this is a little not your father's uh, citrus ale, which delicious. is delicious. Oh, it's delicious. Nice. Standard. Have, what do you got? I have a Rheingeist. Oh. Ryan yeah, Geist. that's a Cincy beer. Yeah, man, Franz. Franz. Yeah, it says awesome. their Oktoberfest, and it is amazing. All right. Well, uh, you want to crack one of these open with us? Yeah. On three. Three. Awesome. Sorry, guys. I didn't get the memo, and I started drinking mine <laughs> before, the, before the crack. That's okay. Not a problem. I usually open a second one, and then I try to drink them both at the same time. <laughs> that was a great moment recently. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going for the pounders tonight. So let's. Oh, we have we have six pounds of PVR to get us through this conversation. All right. <laughs> yeah, and what all are we going to be talking about? Uh, so uh, Disney is. This conversation is going to go all over the place. So the two main goals were this originated with Disney. And the reason I wanted to have Double D and Stan the Man on it was because the first time I went to Disney and the only time I've ever been to Disney yes. happened to be on one of those work adventures yep. with yep. Stan the Man and Double D, um, which let me tell you, I, I, I confided into Double D <laughs> that the, this is really a, all this is, is a vehicle to finally give a reason to tweet out the Splash Mountain photo. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's that's really what uh, this is. This part is going to be, and then uh, to get Double D to hurry his sweet fine ass onto the episode thirty, <laughs> we told him if he got on in the next ten minutes, uh, we would do finally do the RoboCop episode, which is one that Double D has been chomping at the bit for. So. The way this is going to work, guys, we're just going to have a conversation like we always do. It's probably going to be all over the place, and it's probably going to just cover a bunch of shit. The two main topics, though, are Disney and RoboCop. Or so I don't understand. When you said, like, all over the place, Not we're not doing clear, concise stories? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> a short walk along drink, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to so, hear a little bit more. So I, um, I, I always we won't have time to do origin episodes for both of you. And and Double D made his first appearance on number thirty. But it sounds like you all know each other through this place, which you started to tell tell me about. Can you move kind of through that and give us a little bit more information about you know our new our new cast members, as it were, and then parlay that into the Disney. Uh, yeah. Um. We just have to. We just have to be careful. Is all it is. Like plausible deniability. Sure. Yeah. So while well, you guys right. talked about how you spent time to, together through the job, so what are some of the things over, over which you bonded? Oh man. Uh, I so think I, I think. Uh, 
I would just say probably our penises. The fact that we were, yeah. the fact that we were men in this female yeah. dominant society, not um, just touching them. Well, right. Just, well, that we had them. Yeah, I mean, we did sword fight the first time we met each other, right. but that—I mean, who doesn't do that? <laughs> that's right? that's right. standard protocol. Right. Right. Um, Des Moines is going to be epic. <laughs> epic. <laughs> I think and it's funny because we were uh, all on sort of like we were under the same umbrella, but on different sections. And so when we were all in the big room together, I mean, Double D is exactly right. Like, here am I at a group of women and here's Double D at a group of women and yep. here's Palmer at a group of women. And here's the other guy who actually Dave sort of looks eerily like right now. Palmer. He does look oh, eerily like it. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, um, so we're all across the room, and we all just kind of look at each other, and like you know, there's like a nod, like, "Sup," you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And that's so true. That's uh, that's almost exactly how. It, like, you have to remember that, like the the, the field was. I mean, everybody knows it, I was a teacher, so it, like the field is just saturated with women. It it just is, um, and. So it was. I mean, we're easily outnumbered, like fifteen to one, women. And yeah. if if you don't count upper administration, and so it just you would just get away. Like, and all you would hear about is fucking kid. My kid did this, and my kid did that, and whoa, we're doing this for my kid. And you're just like, oh, I don't even like football, but I hear you're a football ref. Let's talk about that. You know, like, <laughs> like um, it, it was just. I remember. Uh, the first time when I got when because I went no roommate the first time that we all got together and was in the like BFE hotel and I'm like this sucks. So the next time it was happening, I remember calling Double D and being like, "Listen, you're a dude and I'm a dude. This is the only yeah. way we're gonna get the good room. So we're gonna be roommates, <laughs> all right? Like, yes, we weren't even that well acquainted. I was like, listen, I snore, <laughs> but just like." <laughs> this is the only way we get the good room. I'm tired of driving across town. Well, and you know, as that relationship progressed, Dave, and we it became the standard that we all would, you know, share a room or get rooms together. Or there were even times when Double D and Palmer had a room, and I wasn't planning on staying, but then you know, yep. end up having to stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what originated the the. Um, yeah. You don't talk about Fight Club, right? Like, right. right. Exactly. That's it. Right. So. <laughs> You do not you don't talk fight about <laughs> Fight Club. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, Palmer, how many times was it? Three or four times where he... he so we had this... We had our get-together on like a Thursday or Friday it was. The weekend goes by, and on Monday, my office phone would ring. <laughs> it, would be, it would be Palmer on the other line, and it would go something like this. Hey, man, hey dude. Did you... uh? Did you hear anything? <laughs> and I'd be like, no, no, I, mean, man, I, no, no, no yeah. I haven't heard anything. <laughs> Have you heard anything? <laughs> right. No, no. Did, uh, did what's her name say anything? No, I haven't heard a peep. <laughs> I think I, if you <laughs> haven't heard anything and I haven't heard anything, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> and then we would say, man, listen, next time, <laughs> next, we're professionals. Time. next time, let's make sure we don't do this. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to be good. Right. Oh, okay. it, it was such an addict cycle, like an yeah. addict cycle. Like we're just like, no, we can't do this next time. And the next time I was like, bring on the hookers and <laughs> like, 
Like, yeah. disclaimer, there were no hookers or coke ever in any of the shenanigans <laughs> that ever no. happened. Uh, please don't take that out of context. But I, I know but it's I, really easy to take that one out of context, but there was never hookers right. or coke ever. Give me my ringtone for when you call. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bring on the hookers and coke! <laughs> <laughs> I want that for a ringtone. I want that to be my ringtone. Uh, oh, man. Man, that that could lead us right into RoboCop, but we'll, well continue with the origin. Yeah, 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 say on the other end of that, Dave, is that yeah, we partied hard, man. We did, but we were really good at what we did. Yeah, I mean, all of us really good at what we did, and like, um, that's actually what sort of led us into Disney, right? Yep, correct, absolutely. I, oh. I, well, so we were end of story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we I, next week, exactly. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna break it in two. Yeah. Uh, so thirteen minutes. Yeah. So we did a lot of what brought it. What brought us together was professional development, and so we ran a lot. We were very one. Be, I think it, part of it that played into it was the sheer proportions of women to men it, i felt like all men gave some kind of professional development at some point in time that worked for like all male teachers just because they just stuck out like a sore thumb and that made them easier like they it made their reviews stick out more it made what they were doing different stick out more which then led just to them getting more exposure i feel like and that was just because of that 15 to 1 numbers you know uh but we were really good at those presentations like super good and so we always got asked not only to do new but also to continue ones that we had done in the past presentations and that led to us getting asked to go to a national well I mean, yeah. it was Double D, right. and it was Double D and his beautiful bride that got asked to present at a national conference, and we, <laughs> on their coattails, all also <laughs> got invited to the national so, conference to go so, present. Not to yeah, present, to just like attend the conference. Yeah. Right. So there was, in addition to presenting, it was something where they said, "All right, well, let's go ahead and send uh, several." So there was a proposal to the people who presented and they said, uh, you know, kind of narrow the field, which right. um, it was super easy to narrow this field. <laughs> uh, We've never yeah. seen Shawshank Redemption, but if he would have, he would have, he would know the reference about how, you know, Red what? paid to have all, like all the boys that they knew were retarding the roof. That was oh, essentially. Yes. That's have never exactly seen Shawshank Redemption? Redemption? No, no, I know it's crazy. crazy. It's fucking crazy, right? Dave's never seen it. I, oh, Dave! Just, I, yeah. I know, he had never seen a lot of trouble. He had never seen RoboCop. I have before the show. Like, yeah. Well, hey, so not to get us off track on the Disney uh, Palmer, but my bride texted me and said, "Are you going to tell the story of when you, me, you, and Palmer shared a bed, and nine months later we had a baby?" <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm like, listen, I'm built. I am built. <laughs> Like a fertility totem. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I got all the parts that a fertility totem would have. <laughs> it's not surprising that it worked. Right. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's another. <laughs> like literally, it's just every every story 
of those get-togethers is just like so crazy. There's something crazy happened. Right. Like, yeah, like that night sharing that bed. Like I, like I remember, <laughs> like walking into the like. It was one of those things where I didn't have a room the night before. I had a room the night of, but you had to live so far away to get one the night before. And Stan the Man is like, oh, hey, we're going to have one the night before. So uh, just come up and you can stay in our room. And every room I'd ever stayed in for every one of these get-togethers had two beds. Two queens, <laughs> two queens right? They may not and have so, been used. Yeah. That's right, but they always had two, right? Right, right. Uh, and so one's the sex bed and one's the sleep bed, so you don't soil <laughs> the sleep bed. Exactly. Right? And so I walk in with all my bags and everything, and there's one king and three of us. And I'm like, oh, the sex bed is the sleep bed. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all sleeping in it. Awesome. So... Yeah, that was that was fantastic. Stan the man, like I'm on one side and his wife is on the other side, and then he like gets <laughs> climbs in the over the covers and then like scooches down in between <laughs> the two of us. Stan the man is gigantic, by the way. Like he is <laughs> giant. For, like all the belly I have, he's like beanpole tall skinny right <laughs> and so he like wedges down in between the bed and then like puts his giant like slender man arms out around both of us <laughs> and it's just like well this is cozy and then he's like we're all sitting there and he's like oh it's pretty hot in here and i feel the bed like wiggling you know and all yep. of a sudden <laughs> like i hear i i feel like <laughs> and like see these shorts these athletic shorts go flying across the room and like land across the room and I'm like, please fall asleep, please fall asleep, please fall asleep, please fall asleep. Like, oh man. Yeah, it so was outrageous. Uh, listen, I mean, you know, Mrs. Stan the Man and I are known for our, you know, sexual prowess. I mean, that's what brought Jesus. us together, right? <laughs> My so goodness. you know, yeah. I mean, we weren't gonna let something like, you know, Another person in our bed stop us. Another person was literally like two people. There was like two <laughs> other people. That you were spooning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So outrageous. Put on one end, work on the other. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hot. Back to. <laughs> so Hot. Like super hot. Yeah. So back to. The whole time I maintained eye contact with Palmer. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was special, I will admit. It was special. Wait a second. Did you guys do it when he was in the bed, or you guys are just telling a story? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're not going to tell, Dave. Oh, We're not going to tell yeah. definitive one way or another. Did it come yeah. or what? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. There's some things you don't talk about in public. <laughs> All right, I just thought I might be able to get it out of you. So to these, my knowledge, <laughs> these things it. are always um, like a Thursday to Sunday type getaway. No, not even that long. No, no they just like Thursday and Friday. And they got a little bit smarter over time too. And they're like, "Hey, this is happening on Tuesday, right?" But I mean, we didn't give a shit. I mean, we nope. got there and worked on Tuesday, and then that night it was like, you know, it's like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone when he finds out, you know. 
I made my family disappear. Just like that. As fast and it and it was like as fast as we could wreak havoc that we did. Yeah. Right. Like right. I, if flashing photos so if we could move on to the like the national conference. Yes. We go to this national oh. conference, right? That's in I'm not gonna say the conference, but it's in a Disney resort. And I'm like, I'm going to Disney. Yeah. Uh, like that. Yeah. I can remember, like, when we go to this conference, it was like the last session would happen. And it was literally, because we were forced to all wear the same shirts. Didn't we have to wear matching shirts there? So, like, we would run, sprint as fast as we could from the conference to our rooms, change into our park clothes, sprint down to the shuttle to take us to the park so we could get as much park time as we possibly could while we were there it was it was fantastic i mean i i don't i don't remember one i i mean i can say this i don't i could i can't remember one session that i went to even yours double d i'm sorry <laughs> uh, i remember double d's just so i pull of... all the strings you see how that works they're there yeah. because me and yeah. no, just nothing Thank it was you. just listen oh when i was in those sessions all i could think was disney is right there magic right there. is right there right there yeah i came back and i said to ash because it was the year we started dating and i said to her i was like this is it is one of the f- true places on earth where magic exists like real magic exists undoubtedly and i was like a sucker from that like from that yeah. one trip is awesome. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I, I'm, a, I'm a massive Disney fan, and it was yeah. it was a dream come true to go to Disney with all of my best um, buddies from work. Uh, it was just spectacular, yeah. and I've been to Disney with my kids, which is amazing, and it's magical. Yeah. It's it's magical, undoubtedly, and being there with a group of grown ups was unlike anything I expected it would be. And it was very much very similar. Like we were all business. Business in the front, party in the back. When those <laughs> conferences uh, we were the team sessions. Never thought about that until now. There you go. When those sessions were done, like like Palmer was saying, it is all right, work is done. Now it is time to enjoy ourselves. And so we absolutely did. We took off and experiencing disney with a group of adults was just even uh, it was just as spectacular as with kids oh yeah and yeah I, I gotta tell you i mean when we went to hollywood studios oh right? man so yeah. i had uh never ridden road ridden done yeah done did ridden. i had never done did ride the um tower of terror before <laughs> okay so you know they're like we gotta go to the tower of terror right we gotta get there i'm like okay cool let's go to the tower of terror so <laughs> i mean palmer you're gonna have to tell this story you're gonna be better telling it than i am well can so one so let me time, well, let me let me interject. Uh, yeah no yeah no please tower, please tower of terror is is my all-time favorite like it is my all-time favorite ride they set the mood in the queue, like lining up. Like before yeah, the you theming go, theming is amazing. The yeah. theme is 
spectacular and they set the stage beautifully it is such a magical experience and you are completely immersed it is by far my favorite ride favorite um, right yes oh yes and to the point where i drug my daughter kicking and screaming and crying on it i was like no, <laughs> you're doing this like this is happening um looking back maybe i no i wouldn't have changed my mind so it is that good we are definitely doing this ride and that's what happens so we're at hollywood studios and um stan the man and and palmer here are um they're they're man's men yeah. um def definitely but with the tower of terror there was um <laughs> well okay so i i try really hard to be a man's man i mean i cry at commercials i'll admit that you know like that's i'm in touch with my emotions i like to say but i do like to have this like i do like to try to maintain a, like a modicum of like masculinity right and so right. especially when there's other dudes that are like fearless about something if they're just like yeah i ride tower of terror who gives a shit and that's how double d that's oh. double d's pure attitude like it and it wasn't even just that it was like i can't believe you're not gonna <laughs> ride this like right. you're here when are you going to be here again? Right. And you're not going to write this? So my my machismo is already ramped up where I have to, like, I can't, like, back down. So I start going for another tactic where I'm like, yeah, but I'm too big. They're not going to let me on that. They're not going to let me on that. Because it's because uh, the last amusement park I had been to up to that point was King's Island. And I couldn't even ride the bumper cars there. Like they like would let me ride them, so I just assumed that that was going to be my out. That I never had to like be a, like a fraidy cat. I would just be like, oh yeah, they won't let me ride it because I'm too big. And Double D was like, okay, and he walks me up to the gate and he's like, hey, can my friend ride this ride? And she's like, I don't see why not. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> That's all I needed. Oh yeah, so. It is the theming is by far the best. That's why it broke my heart when I heard that they um, switched this to Guardians of the Galaxy out in California. It's now a Guardians of the Galaxy theme. It it's is? not the Tower of Terror. Oh, anymore. that's yeah. terrible. The animatronics though are really sweet in the theming. Like the theming is still really awesome. But I'm a huge um, Twilight Zone fan. Like I love the Twilight Zone. And that's what the theming is, and it's uh, it's corny and cheesy, but it's just so fantastic. And uh, the one of the most terrible, not the most though. The, we have a picture of the most. Stand the man. Do you have that picture? Do you have the picture that we snapped of the Tower um, of Terror? It's on my old phone. Yeah, that needs. So, to be. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I have the. I do have yeah. the. Uh, which I will put the link in the chat. I do have the um, Splash Mountain one that we'll we'll do okay. so that we can show now. But so the Tower of Terror one was so freaking great! Like, yeah. So I don't, have you have you been on that ride, Dave? I've never. I'm not a roller coaster person at all, uh, and I have zero frame of reference. So okay, so, yeah, okay. That's not what picture. Yeah, so. It's it's not like a roller coaster. So well, the thing about I've the never Tower been on any ride. Being... <laughs> so. okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, <laughs> so it's just. <laughs> 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 I got thrown off a county fair ride as a like a preteen. I screamed and yelled until they stopped the whole thing. So that was the last. Wow. One. <laughs> oh, how, how embarrassing! It was no, pretty bad. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, you know, the tower paint, paint picture. Big tower, right? This big freaking tower. And so you go into these big, what are they like? Carts almost, right? You sit in these right. huge carts. And it's not like a roller, when you get on a roller coaster, you go up a hill, you go down, it follows a track. Tower of Terror will take you up and you're going up, but then it's dark, right? And like these ghosts and shit and like the Twilight Zone, like Palmer was saying, starts coming out and it's freaky. It's an actual story. Like every it's one of their story. rides is an experience. Even their roller coaster right. rides right. are an experience. Right. It's a theatrical yeah. experience. So the frame of reference that Stan, Stan the Man is talking about here is that it's an old abandoned hotel. And the, the the theme of it is that it gets struck by lightning when these famous movie stars are there and the they disappear, gone for good, never to be heard from again as they're in the elevator. So you load the ride into an elevator car, like an old elevator car shaft. And that's when the magic happens. Stand the man. Yeah. And so when you're riding in it, like it's pitch black. And so you're riding along, you're seeing these ghosts and all of a sudden you just drop. Right. Yeah. But it, like the elevator, at first the elevator yeah. the whole time's going up and down right. and then like a traditional elevator, it fits all of your schema for elevators. It's moving right. just up and down. And then, you know, you're in for it because then the elevator, like Charlie's glass elevator moves forward and you're yep. like, Yes. Elevators don't move in this direction. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. So I got to tell then you. Then it goes to the where all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just drop. You drop and you're going sideways and you're going up. Most of it is a blur of uh, terror and like hilarity for me because, first yeah. of all, I'm sitting by Palmer. I look over the whole time. He's like, ah! Genuine tear. <laughs> Genuine tear. Okay, but the best part is finally, you don't know where you are. You don't know where you are. You're going along. All of a sudden, you sort of stop for a minute, and then this door opens, and like yeah. light comes in. You're like, what the hell? And then you realize you're at the top of the fucking building, and they start tipping you over. Yeah. Like, so oh, you're God. looking at the you're ground. You're looking out over, over the park. park. Yeah. Oh, and like, at that no, point, I was just sir. like, Whoa! You know, and Tower of Terror, like you can see Tower of Terror from other Disney properties. It's on the right. peak. Yeah. It's on the highest hill of Hollywood Studios. So yeah. it's like when you when that door opens up and you're looking out over the park, like you are looking out over the Disney properties, not yeah. just the park. Yeah, and so they tip you like you're gonna fall out, and then you're screaming. Then they pull you back in, and you fall down back to the dark. I mean, it's just, it's a phenomenal ride, but the picture we have on that is, um, someone's banging on the window. Speaking of Tower of Terror, oh, it's my son. He's that like, was freaky. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Hi, buddy. I was like oh, shit, they found you me. You don't wear pants, that's awesome. I wouldn't wear pants. Oh, so is he? Oh, yeah, there's, he looks like a little Greek statue up there. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> that's awesome yeah there he is just naked wow yep anyway so no he's got a shirt on if it's, if it's just a shirt and no pants that's that it is awesome it's his shirt and no pants we came up for his nap today and he's got this thing now where so he's like two and a half so we're trying to start the potty train but not like real intense you know yeah and he's got a thing there where he doesn't want to go to the potty, but when he pees in his diaper, he likes to take it off. 
Well, we go up for the nap today to wake him up, and he's laying there. He's got his blanket over his face and his like torso, but his whole bottom half is sticking out, and it's butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting there, spread eagle, you know, just like oh man, oh, must be nice. That's all. But anyway, <laughs> that's confidence. Yeah, that's what that is. But the picture. Tell us about the picture, Paul. So I all right. So. The both of these pictures that we're referencing, there's one I have access to right now that I'll share the link when we get to that story, because that's another really good story. And yeah. then, uh, then there's this picture from Tower of Terror. So this, both of these, capture the like it's documentation of of genuine terror in my face. Like there's. <laughs> I can tell it's not just looking at it, but I can confirm in both of these pictures, the look on my face is 100% genuine terror. Like to the point that somebody years after I, I would always say that like, that's genuine terror on my face. And, uh, finally, like after years of me saying that somebody was like, are you being serious? Like, are you serious when you say that? Like th th that you're not making that, just making that face. I'm like, no, I am legit scared for my life right there. <laughs> <laughs> afraid i'm gonna die yeah and oh so that's i mean that's the picture i I know i'm holding like the sides of the thing afraid i'm gonna fall out of this like car <laughs> and my jaw is like <laughs> extended screaming everybody is laughing in the cart that's the thing like because <laughs> like, not only am i using a coat like I, my coping mechanism is humor so I'm nervous about this fucking ride. So I'm just like cracking joke after joke after joke after joke. <laughs> and then <laughs> screaming like a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> well, which, no offense to any 12-year-old girl. Yeah. Eight-year-old girls. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to eight-year-old girls either. No, but that's what I sound like. And I... And everybody is laughing at me then because of the way that I sound. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So the picture is me, genuine tear, and like small children laughing at me. Uh, <sighs> to the point yeah. where when we got done, when the ride is over, and it's it's kind of a it's a beautiful, beautiful ploy, is they stop and then they show you a little cuts uh, like a cut scene, and they're like more about the story of you know like they were never heard from again or whatever and so you're like oh okay the ride's over you let your guard down and then they do one more like up and down and when when they say like up and down we're not talking about like wee. i mean it is five stories it is In a rocket fast like it is it is yeah. like a it is like a hydraulic just a just a think of like a like a dragster just tearing off from from the go it is insane. and part of, like spectacular so ash and i in prepping for disney have been watching a ton of videos on youtube and one of them was we watched a ride through of the tower of terror and i highly recommend anybody that's listening like don't spoil that ride like that like because no don't do that I had to do it though, partly for myself and partly for her, so that we would be able to it. ride them. I know, like I had to still do it. Like I was like, because originally I'm like, I'm not riding that again. I rode it once and checked off the list, and we're done. 
And Ashley's like, I don't need to write it. And then we happened to stumble across this video, and then we watched it. Here's the thing. The video is in perspective of the car, not in perspective of a rider. And so you feel like when you're riding this thing, like, and you go into the tower, the tower is easily 20 stories tall. But the thing is actually only traveling when you're falling and rising like three stories in a go. Like it's hardly anything that it's actually doing, but it's just the sensation because you're in the dark. Like it's just really well designed. Amazing. Because part of the fear, part of the, in, in my opinion, and this, maybe this is because I'm a big, I'd hate to keep coming back to the big thing, but it's like a totally different perspective when you're a big person on rides like this, because it's like, this ride is designed for little people, like normal sized people. How much strain, extra strain am I putting this thing under? knowing full well that it has to be like able to like hold an elephant, right? Like that, that like that's the standards that they're held to. And so at least that's what I tell myself to sleep at night. Uh, <laughs> but one of the ways that tower of terror really intimidates you is it's too little. There's handles. It's not even a lap bar and a seatbelt. That's it. Like a normal seatbelt. Yes. That like a car seat belt that's still stretchy while you're riding it. Like it still comes in and out while you're riding it. Like, so you feel like you're just in this, like you could just fly out of the seat at any moment. Like, but really in all reality, it's only going like 10 feet at a time. It's like dropping 10 feet and raising 10 feet, you know, like, oh, it's so terrifying. Like it's ter- absolutely, it's a, it is a psychological experiment in terror. And I think Double D said it too. And I, I tell everyone this as well. It is my favorite ride I've I've ever been on. Yes. Bar none. Oh, man. It's no. <laughs> I mean, it's a fantastic ride. I, I guess if you're going for a sheer like perspective of <laughs> is it a great experience, it's a ride. Right. Like It is a great ride. Yeah. yeah uh, that's what she said. So my favorite ride, obviously, is definitely Tower of Terror. But my second favorite, and it's a close second is the um <clears throat> not so much the ride it was who i went with on the ride and that that would be splash mountain Son with a bitch with my man palmer <laughs> and stan the man yeah and so being the being okay so being the disney fanatic and ride freak that i am and i love these rides they're spectacular and disney the um splash mountain ride is about it's like an eight minute ride. Um, and I can, we could Wikipedia that or whatever, but, um, eight minutes, maybe a little much, but it is a very long ride. And it is a, um, it's yep. kind of like a, think of like an old school log ride just, and that's Which all I it can't is. fucking just, stand. Cause there's no fucking old school belts log in that. Ride. No belts and log rides, <laughs> no belts and log rides, but it's a log ride. You're in a gigantic hollowed out log and you're riding in a little flume, like in a channel. There is nothing uh, bad that can happen. Oh, everything um, bad can happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and so I think Palmer and Palmer may have I don't know how he got this this delusion that this was just a short little He's ride. son of a bitch. And it was He's son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no accountability for the evil you weave uh, evil web that you wove for So me. so I sit next to I sit I sit close to him so that I can put his mind at rest and at ease so that he's not, you know, too upset, too worked up over this log ride. 
<laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is also what he does to the various women he's courted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me put your mind at ease, baby, about this yeah. dog ride. <laughs> That was my D's nickname in college, Log Ride. By the way. <laughs> log Ride, yeah. Yeah, the Log Ride. Your European uh, name? Yeah. So, um, it did not help that Double D just lied through his fucking teeth <laughs> to get me on the ride. <laughs> like, lied through his teeth. Like, we, you have to pass by, when you get on, in line, you have to pass by the big hill, right? Yeah. If it was just straight up, straight down, that's what I was preparing myself for. Like just straight up, straight down. If it was, that was all it was, it would be terrifying, but it would be over quickly. This is a slow fucking death. Like imagine if, yeah, imagine if there was eight loop to loops at the end of it's a small world. Like it's just this monotonous. It, there's a couple good, like just like baby hills in there and every time double d's like that was the last one that was the last one the next one's gonna be the big one the next one's gonna be the big one so then i'm ramping up like i'm like okay the next one's gonna be the big one then it's like five feet like nothing i'm like that wasn't the big one you son of a bitch and like no 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 it's the next one it's the next one i'm sorry and then the whole like because disney like if you go to Cedar Point or you go to Kings Island or you go to the county fair, when you stand in line for a ride, you're in aluminum cor- corrals, right? Yeah. Like that that's the extent of your theming. <laughs> At Disney, there's no aluminum corrals. Everything is a piece of the ride. And so when you're going on that includes being on the ride. Like if you're on a ro- regular roller coaster at Cedar Point, it's just a track with a car. At Disney, it's like you're going like there's a reason you're on that fast of a vehicle going through this like this experience that they set up. So Splash Mountain is all based on like the Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Fox stories, and so it's it's like Song of the South. Is it, no, it's not Song of the South. What is it? What Disney property is it? That's the one they want to forget. Right. <laughs> right they, they, <laughs> yeah, I actually you said that. I went. Ee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we don't yeah. we don't actually work for the mouse, so it's okay. We can <laughs> we can talk about it. Yeah. Uh no, it's 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 Briar Rabbit. That's what yeah. it is. Um and so it's it's just going up, but it comes the last one. No, it it, it is Song of the South because they sing Zippity Doodah at the end of that ride. Yeah. Do they? They do sing Zippity yes, Doodah. Do. Yeah. Okay. Well then um, it is Song of the South. Yeah. So huh. It's so it's got to be so the, to set it up to get to the big hill. It's you've heard like you know two steps forward and and then take one step back. That's that's the whole ride. Like the 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 first seven and a half minutes of this eight minute ride are two steps forward and one back. So you'll climb up this little hill like ten feet and you'll drop five, and then yeah. you'll, then you'll swing around and you'll go through a little scene of the of the briar rabbit briar fox. And then you'll climb up 10 feet and zoom down five feet. But it's all in the dark. Like the climb and the drop is all in the dark. So you'd climb up 10 feet and then you drop down five feet and there's a little splash. And then you go through another scene. And you, so you're working your way around this mountain and you're going up to the top of Splash Mountain. And there's probably, I don't know, there's probably like nine drops. And before every one of these little five foot drops, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. Get ready. Get ready, Palmer. Here it comes. Son of a bitch. Every every time. Every time we go to like this we just make the crest of this five foot drop. 
And Palmer's like, ah! and then it's like, Shh! and he's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then we go through another yeah. scene. And I was like, oh, I'm so. I thought that was. I thought, I thought that, was that was it. it. That was my, that, that's my fault. my fault for trusting you. Like that's not. A, there's. That is not nine a bad quality times. to have that you trust people. <laughs> like right. nine times he trusts. And then the last one, though, the last one is you don't go up like, you know, you don't go up 10 feet and drop five. You go up like 30 feet. Yeah. But now you've already gone like 10, five, 10, five, another whatever it was, eight or nine times. So you're, you're now not up 30 feet. You're up like 70 or 80 feet oh. in a log in a channel. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, about two thirds of the way down this hill, there's a camera just <laughs> ready, and I have primed Palmer for this pick. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> it's evil. It's evil what you did. Oh, it was beautiful. It's crafted. in the chat. If you guys hit the little uh, like hover over and hit the the blue box, you'll see it in the chat, and then yeah. you'll click it to expand it out. So it is. It is Palmer is absolutely primed for this pick. And his his co-partner who's sitting next to him on this bench with no lap bar, no seatbelt, no nothing, um, is it just swallow just is completely like in Palmer's arm, like buried. She is almost not even able to be seen. Yeah. Um and she is just as terrified, but she's not letting on. Like Palmer is <laughs> with every drop, he is just getting more and more ramped great. up for this. And um, it, I think Stan the Man was in front, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, maybe not. Stan the Man was in front. That's nice. right. Yeah, I uh, I wasn't a uh, you know scared. <laughs> <laughs> you bullshit! You son of a bitch! I know, I know. I think if you see me, like, well, if you remember, I couldn't tell if I was going to try to court this one young lady or not. I so, was wondering if I was going to get to tell that story because oh, well, you might, you might <laughs> yeah. be able to. But, yeah, wait, well, uh, let me let me drop this let me drop this picture in here and see. Oh, you could just click not. the link. The link is good now. So to to give you a little reference when you see this picture. So there's six of us in our party. Okay. Now, can someone share their screen so that uh, it could go on the video? On the live thing, yeah. Here, I can do that. Yeah. Oh. Oh, dude, <laughs> Palmer, you don't even look like you're having fun. You no, I just, because I'm not. I Are you kidding me? I'm not. Ride. <laughs> I, have I, I am literally not having a good time at all. There, I'm talking right now. You can see the Splash Mountain photo. I am not having a good time because it, you are literally like double D. White. Double D literally. <laughs> This, no, this is bullshit because D <laughs> literally worked me up. It was already scary enough, but I've been psychologically tortured for that eight minutes that that ride is felt like three fucking years. And so then this finally happens and I'm just like. I mean, look at that. That is sheer terror on my. Oh, it is. <laughs> like, oh, I'm you, not yeah, making that tell. up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> me yeah. by the way directly in front of him not quite so much terror right. not at all no you knew exactly what you did you smug son of a bitch yeah you smug yeah, son so of a bitch double d is casually sipping a water bottle while giving a thumbs up and now this is in front of of palmer who is his face has gone ashen white 
gray yeah. almost, <laughs> and his mouth is he's not there's no smile <laughs> no. whatsoever. It is uh, a, it, like it's a realization he's about to die, sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, is what it is. I'm expecting to die at the bottom of the hill. That like right. I'm like this is how I'm dying. That's <laughs> let me tell you. Now. Let me tell you. A heart so, attack would have been the only thing to make that better. And you me, son of a bitch. So, <laughs> you you see that I'm in the front here, and there's a beautiful young lady. Yeah, Stan looks like he's out of the smiling. time of his life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's because he's a good fucking actor. <laughs> well, you can see I'm trying to fake it. So, like, she's smiling and screaming, but you'll notice me. I, my eyes are shut. <laughs> I'm like, ah! You are and, very tense. Your forearm is very tense well, there. <laughs> and you'll notice I'm more leaning into her than she is leaning into me. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to play oh. that off and be like, no, that was just me trying to get close, dog. No. <laughs> oh. I'd have bought it. You guys look, you definitely yeah. look like you're like a, you're on the cover of some, you know, poster that's yeah. like, live your life. <laughs> it just, just look at, I mean, but just look at everybody is like fun, 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 terrified. You, you are. Fun, fun. Like, that I love that kid so... behind Palmer too. His like tongue is off to the side. He's oh yeah. These horns. kids were just like, they had been on this like five times in a row. This was nothing for them. Are you tweeting Little bastards. This out? We'll tweet this out when the episode launches. Yeah. Oh, good because dear God, it's it's gold. It is. Yeah, that's straight gold. gold. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's the same thing with the, if you could find the Tower of Terror one, like, and throw that on that media drive. That would be I awesome. I will. I will. Oh, that was magic. Yeah. Oh, it was so magical. So, I mean, but there were so many great stories. Just aside from the like scaring the shit out of me, there was a ton of great stories. Like, there's the time. So the great thing about Disney property is. You can get from anywhere on Disney property to anywhere else on Disney property for free. They you if they have an amazing public transit service that just takes that goes all, all over the park. So we decided we want to go for wanted to go from one place to another place that required like a bus and then a boat ride and then a bus essentially. And so like we had to take a bus to one resort and then walk through that resort to get to a dock that took us to a boat that then took us to another place where we would catch a bus. <laughs> right. And so and we're just like laughing and having a great time. It sounds really tedious, but it, it, I mean, we were all just spectacular fucking grownups in Disney. Like we're just having yeah. a great time. And so, uh, we're walking and like, we're coming up to the dock and there's probably 10 of us all like together in a group. And I'm in the back, of course, and like we're walking up to the dock and I, oh like, just Stanley Stanley hears St Stanley hears me go oh Jesus Christ uh. and turns just in time to have seen my pants fall around my ankles like I'm pantsless in Disney okay but hold on like what? you <laughs> So here, so okay, Palmer's in the back. There's this whole group in front, but I'm sort of like in between the front group and Palmer, and so I'm the only one that hears this. But it wasn't like an exclamation; it was more like this. It was, it was more like it was under his breath. He goes, "Oh Jesus Christ!" And like I turn around, I turn around, and I see. I'm gonna pass out. Hang on. 
He's in We still have RoboCop to talk about. How awesome is this? <laughs> That's oh, amazing. Oh, I've experienced the Palmer pants drop so many times too when they there. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's kind I'm of the thing. only one that hears this, like this, oh Jesus Christ, under the breath. And I turn around and his pants are at his ankles and he quickly is trying to shimmy them up, right? <laughs> and they're drop. I mean, there, I, there are people that are with us that aren't part of us, like part right. of our group. Exactly. If it would have just been like our people there, I would have totally been like, man, my pants right. fell down. You know? Right. And so he's like, in a panic, trying to shimmy his pants back up, and I see this, and I just start dying. Like I fall to the ground. Which then, of course, like I, I got my pants pulled up fast enough that only, yeah. only Stanley saw it. Like yeah. But we were laughing so hard we had to tell everybody else that my pants fell down. So right. everybody. So I just start anyways. laughing hysterically and, you know, fall to the ground like grabbing my stomach. I can't get up and move. And, like, everyone turns around, like, what's going on? I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm a Costello. Yeah. But, the, the, I mean, the, I think the thing that got me as I think about it is, is just how you said that. Like, you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, just, <laughs> I was frustrated with myself, like, yeah. not again. <laughs> Because it happens so frequently that I lose my pants in front of people that I should not lose my pants in front of. Oh, I can't fucking take you anywhere. That's what I'm saying to myself. Like, again? With the pants? Buy suspenders! Oh, God. It was so good. I I don't think I had laughed that hard. Get it together, Palmer! Really Jesus! <laughs> yeah. That's oh, that was good. Oh, my so God. So there was that. Like, that was a great story. I loved it. So we also, and we did would do this at the regular cabin, too. But we I, I tend to bring, like, it, it just seems like, my group of friends that I'm with always seems to be the loudest group. And I'll, oh, take, yes. I'll take a lot of blame for that. Like, I am a loud person. I can't help that most of the time. I just get <laughs> excited. And right. excitement translates to loud. And loud translates to, I mean, when you're a big guy like me and you're as loud as me, people are just waiting to die. Like, they, like they just think they're going to, it's like fight or flight <laughs> kicks in and they're, they get really, like, Whoa, it's okay, relax. And it's just like, what? I'm just having a good time. Like, you relax. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I thought you were uh, going to say that loud translates to funny. Because for me, a lot of times it does. Like, a lot of my favorite stand ups and stuff are essentially yelling the whole time. And, yeah. And uh, the bride, of course, notoriously said about this podcast, she's like, your happy is too loud. And it's like, that's yeah. true. If I'm happy, I'm, yeah. I'm laughing hard and loud. And yeah, so I can relate. Yeah, I'm part of these loud, yeah, loud crowds. So we're on this bus. It's late. Uh, for some reason, we're not getting to the oh, park yeah. until like super late. It's dark out. We might have been switching parks at that point. We may yeah, have been one. Yeah. Um, and... It's a small group. It might have been this like Splash Mountain group of people, actually. Oh yeah, I think you're right. And uh, so we're. It's just this small group of us, and we get on this shuttle, 
and there's us and a family with like three kids and then two elderly lesbians are all like that's <laughs> yes. that's everybody that's on the shuttle right uh, i wouldn't right. label them but go ahead palmer i'm not labeling i'm just like i'm tr- i'm trying to paint a picture here <laughs> like right now i bet everybody can picture these two awesome ladies that were right. on the bus for us. sure yes so we're like going down riding the bus so another thing that i always seem to like ha- like gravitate towards with my friends are musically centered people um with the cabin people it's like performers and uh with like this group of friends it we all sing like we, we all do karaoke really well and like we'll break out into song are very musically inclined so on the shuttle it turns into this montage of disney pr- like two men <laughs> two grown men stand the man in double d singing Disney princess theme songs, not just yeah. Disney songs, Disney princess theme songs, I, one right after the other. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, double D, I think we started out by, it was a look at this stuff. Isn't, Isn't it, it neat? Yeah. That's what all you can sing. Think, look at this episode. Oh, taken that's down. trademark. You can't sing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't sing it anymore. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. No, no you can't do it. No, no. You can't this sing like, it? We can't mess with the house of the mouse. That's, like, that's why I that's say right. house of the mouse and everything. I don't even say, like in all the like type stuff, I don't say Disney in any of that stuff. I don't want God to. Damn it! I was yeah. I recognize that one. I fucking love the Little Mermaid. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's good shit, yeah. man. So but this like, is like montage yeah. after montage, oh, like song so after song after song. song of like all these princess songs, right? Oh, <laughs> I want to make this happen. And, we need to do this and, off air. And then so and, like, yeah. <laughs> and of course we know every word, every to word every to every song. one of yes. them, right? Right, And so they're like four or five in and I'm like, guys, maybe the other people on the, like, I'm just trying to be considerate. Right. And I'm like, guys, maybe the other people on the shuttle, cause it's like nighttime. Like the family has their kids, their kids are like ready for bed. Like we're the only ones that are, we're hopping to another park just to get magic hours, like the extra time at the park. And I was like, guys, maybe the other people on the shuttle don't want to hear. Cause we like, they're like, at the top, they're oh, loud. singing it loud. Yeah. And uh, and so they're like, oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Because we just do that. It's just that's just what happens. And uh, out well, and of let's nowhere. Face it, like we're we're big people, too. Right. Like, right. You know, and like, you know, we just kind of do what we want, I guess. And we don't think about it. <laughs> right. And, and, no, total ogre rule. Like that was a right. thing at the cabin. Like we called it ogre rule. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like shotgun did not exist if me, Jackson, or Pumps was riding because we got ogre rule. Like that. we yeah. don't fit in the back seat. Yeah. Like we automatically we don't have to call shotgun. Right. Uh, and so, no, it's, it's totally true. And so I'm like, guys, maybe like the other people on the shuttle don't want to hear it. And so that like we kind of like pipe down a little bit, and then out of nowhere, one of the old lesbians was like, actually. We were really enjoying that. <laughs> and without missing a beat, they were like, what is this thing? Like, right back into the song. Like, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we did. It was, it was so great. awesome. I mean, we uh, probably sang for, what, at least a half hour? Oh, I mean, yeah, hour, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We were I taking mean, requests. Yep. We were. We started taking requests. The kids even wanted right. some requests. Yep, we started doing a little Aladdin. I, I, yeah, we did a bunch of Aladdin. I distinctly remember doing uh, Under the Sea. 
Under oh, the so sea. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, that was that was great. It was a fun time. And then when we got off, what did she like? What did one of them say? Like, I think you guys all had lovely voices. Oh yeah, you know? she like, like <laughs> was falling yeah. over herself to compliment us. It was yeah, awesome. It was great. Well, you guys, you guys were singing. I was. It was a good time. It was a good yeah. time. What's uh? Have you guys have you seen Moana Double D? I know you have. Oh oh yeah, yeah. I saw Moana. Yeah. yeah, that's a great fucking movie. It was really awesome. Oh yeah. Um, I think Dave, have you seen Moana? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but um. The bride's cousin does uh, backyard cinema, and that's a top contender. Like they, he gets nice. a pro- projector, Ooh. and they show it out in the back with like bad AV equipment. But it's still fun. Last year was Goonies. Oh and, yeah, no. And uh, bad AV right. and five. Well, and copies, you don't talk. Right? You don't talk shit about Top Gun. Fuck things, no. Right? Thank you. Thank yeah. you for saying that. <laughs> that yeah. was that. That was yeah. I had some, yeah. We had some words. And how many? People. How many library copies? I don't know yet because actually they haven't. He hasn't chosen the 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 contenders are Moana. Karate Kid and Big, and I'm like, oh, like I would love to those watch. Those are all great movies. I know, man. yeah. I'm like, I would love to Chopsticks. watch Karate Kid, but yes, I'm not going there. If anyone is going to say an unkind word about that movie, I will freak out. Yeah. So I'm not sure if we're going. You would have to sweep the leg. You would have to sweep the leg. You have a problem yeah. with that? <laughs> it's like no sensei. But uh. <laughs> do you guys oh, know that they're they're doing a uh, uh, a series on YouTube Red? That is, I think it's YouTube Red. That is Johnny from the Cobra Kai, grown up, taking over the Cobra Kai, and and Daniel Larusso. Um, I think it's a comedy somehow, but it's happening. I guess. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. Man, let's see if wow. I can. Find I totally. Dave, what are your I thoughts on Top Gun Two? Oh yeah. Well, I am. I haven't given it too much thought. I did see Val Kilmer posted on Twitter, like how he's ready to get back in, you know, the. Oh, Val cockpit. Kilmer looks like he's going to die at any minute. Yeah. And it makes me sad. And That's he's still a I cocky felt. son of a bitch. Like, oh, yeah. I know. So, like, I mean, creepy, he did though. an AMA on Reddit, and I was just like, you're still an arrogant piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you yeah. look like you look like Nick Nolte looked ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you look and weird, you're still like an arrogant piece of shit. He, like he can suck in his neck or something. There's something weird about yeah. that guy right now. I, he had a trach or something. Oh, I think. that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm gonna start an internet feud with Val Kilmer. That's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Val Kilmer, Palmer's yeah. got your ticket. I bet he's gonna engage. I think you're an arrogant piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not true. Don't I don't think you're a piece man. of shit. Yeah, don't mess with Iceman. Yeah. Listen, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was amazing. Oh I thought yeah, that, that, was that is a great movie. That. Uh, well, pure he, genius, he, love it. Oh Top my god, secret, love that's it. The hey, 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 hey easy with the references. Tombstone. Tombstone, oh, fantastic! Yeah. Yes, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. Oh my God! Hey, gonna, I gotta send you guys this link. Let's slow down on the sh- on rattling off these uh, movie oh, sorry, references, yeah. here, boys. <laughs> look at this. Look Double at D, this. are you trying to keep track live? That's impossible. I'm to... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, don't make me kill you guys. Click that link there. <laughs> Moto's the, gonna uh, hate me. Reporter. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. Look at him facing off. Oh. Wow. <laughs> it makes me feel Ooh. incredibly uncomfortable that ralph macchio is in his 50s like yeah how the hell old am i oh he looks pretty good i mean both of them old enough that this is nostalgic for us to watch them fake feud each other (laughs) yeah i like that that yeah oh man wow i I am glad that you brought this to my attention because it is not you know it's not fake 
is the internet feud that I have with Val Kilmer right now. <laughs> Am I the only one that thinks Ralph Macho looks like what Freddie Prince Jr. or something like oh, that? Oh, I can see that. that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah. You know what's He's, interesting uh, is uh, wow. on the on the special edition of Karate Kid, like years ago on DVD, they had this guy uh, Zabka um, Johnny. And he was talking about like he's like yeah, I pretty much was that guy, <laughs> like for real. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not a stretch That's for me great. to, to act. <clears throat> sorry, you guys uh, were talking about Moana. <laughs> yes, Moana. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Anybody, go ahead. I, I want the credit well, or Moana. No, I was just going to say with Moana because that one's the uh, Dis- <laughs> like Disney animated studios, right? Correct. So I feel like. Disney knew they needed to transition away from traditional animation. They were yeah. not ready. They tried computer animation and failed at it, but Pixar was like, boom, 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 hit right. after hit yes. after hit. And they kept Pixar long enough to learn their secret. And now Disney is like putting out those fantastic oh. anime, like Moana. Right. Wreck It Ralph, I think, was the first one where I was like, "Oh man, yes. they are just they are just as good as Pixar now." Yeah. Like, but they don't have the Pixar. Like, you can definitely tell, like, "Oh, this is Disney and this is Pixar." Like, um, but they, man, they just really are nailing it. And Moana oh, was yeah. another good one. Like, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, you know, it's currently like all of my all of my three daughters, they're, they're her favorite movie right now. Right. In fact, over the summer, uh, they had a goal to watch it at least 10 times, which they far exceeded. Oh, um, but man, and the music is goals. so good. And, you know, I mean, yeah. Liz yep. Manuel Miranda composed the music. Yeah, of course. Um, and so like those songs are so good. Like I will like, they're in the car and they're like, can we listen to Moana? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's put that on. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's good shit. That's because Hawaiian music is amazing. Oh, it's, it's so good. So much better than like Let It Go. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, because it has a beat. Like even like you could take the lyrics out of that and still be like, right. I would listen to this. This is good. Right. And f- so we we tried to watch Frozen again not too long ago, and dear God, I I couldn't take it. I never watch. I've never watched that all the way through. So it it is worth like there are some good parts. Like I really like the uh, the of course the snowman <laughs> song. Right, he's like and, Double D's like a Travis. It's like a well, Travis. You've never watched it and, all and the like through. the funny thing was Sven. You know, reindeers are better than people. Right? Yeah, With, uh, yeah. Double D. Double and D. so, uh, I mean, that's that's a good movie too. But compared to Moana, I feel Moana is a far superior movie. Absolutely. So and I love that. Um, Disney has been going away from the damsel in distress princess. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, frozen, it was about sisterly love and they sort of saved each other. I mean, Moana, I mean, uh, now the rocks character of the demigod is fantastic yep. and freaking tastic, but it is Moana's the hero. I mean, she's the driving force, right? All on her own. And I just think that's, uh, it's a pretty cool. Cause I've heard you guys talk in previous episodes about, uh, Palmer, I think you said you think Disney's partly responsible for the sort of uh, sexism that women have had to face, right? Up right. Because, they're, you know, it, it's and that's sort of how it was, right? But as that transitions to later generations, then, then they have to deal with that old stereotype. Um, 
I think nice in the last see, ten years they have been yes. spearheading the change, Absolutely. like that a change from that damsel in distress, like the right. Um, you know, I used to say uh, I feel like a lot of the reason, and I'm not trying to like pro like gender profile here, but I think there are a fair amount of girls who feel like they need that prince charming and that happily ever after and they don't like and disney it just so happens that disney was like the most popular at portraying that story right. you know what i mean right. like that everybody tells that story it's just like disney is the one that was just like is just readily available to a whole right. generation of girls and then when you actually get in a relationship and realize oh this takes work and effort every day like I just wanted to happily ever after, you right. know. Well, and, and right. I don't know that we want to get like I don't know how far down that road we want to go because I've got I have daughters and right. I mean I want some guy to treat them like a princess at some point. Well, and that's um, true. Or some girl to treat them as a princess. Like I mean, right. Uh, either yeah. way, it's fine. But you know, I just don't want. I it actually to be hope all there. of my daughters are lesbians so they don't have to deal with bullshit men. That's yeah, and the other thing is too. Then you can go halfsies on the wedding. Absolutely. Regardless, spoken I like think. two dudes with a lot of daughters. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but like to your point, Sleeping Beauty had like she was one of the least screen time um, princesses. Um, she had like 18 minutes of screen time in the whole film. Really? She had like yep. 15, 20 lines of dialogue. She doesn't say anything after like the midway point, like, and and she's the she's the lead, right. um, and so yeah, it's definitely kind of puts you and it, it puts him in this kind of a light of well, I need a man to be successful, right? And um, going away from that, and, and that's kind of been their mo for gosh, the past several years has been getting yeah. away from that <laughs> idea of well, I have to have a man to be successful, um. You know, shoot, even even Ariel, Little Mermaid, is is something where it's an empowering for women, and it's, if anything, it puts men in a bad light. So, right. um, you know, it's I like the way that it's going, and I'm sure it'll continue, especially with the way that you know our culture is at this point. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. definitely not what, a bad thing. Well, and to continue my misogynistic, I I already feel like I've gender profiled, so I'll just continue down the misogynistic path. I am starting to work. Like my one concern, though, is. Uh, don't overuse it. Like I, mm -hmm. like don't oversaturate the right. storytelling now. Like, um, there should be a balance, and you should don't sacrifice the story to fit a like a social norm. Well, or I agree, and you don't want to go the other way, right? Like boys want to be able to see themselves as heroes right. in, in movies too, right. right? And so I actually think that. Moana is a fantastic example of yep, that. Because, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, Moana is, uh, she is a hero of the movie. She is strong willed, but the rocks character of Maui is, you know, I mean, just as an important of a character and they do it like together. Right. Almost, right. you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. How, so to get away, I guess from the pol political side of Disney for a little bit, how are you guys feeling about the live action remakes of Disney? 
No, that's not what Disney no? is. You've got to be kidding. You don't I'm like done it? with them. Okay, no. okay, because they've got Emma. Didn't like it. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, my son does an incredible. Yeah, an I've, incredible, I've gotten that text oh multiple times. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, the seagull stop it now. He is on top of it. He's like, yeah, huh, huh? Uh, he's got the one. Oh, that's why you have a son. That's amazing. That's why you do it. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so we'll get back to our short drink. So okay, so you get Emma Watson. Okay, that's fine. That's wonderful. But that's not what Beauty and the Beast is. Come on, right? That's, like I don't. And it, I guess as I was looking at some of the remakes, and and as we'll get to RoboCop at some point. Um, you know, if you're going to do a remake, don't remake the same story. Don't do the same exact story and just spin it again. You've right. got to make changes. You, you're going to have to do something different. And um, I'm probably going to be in trouble for being too loud. Um, they uh, they did it differently, don't you think? A little bit. They made that sort of time loop thing happen in the Beauty and the Beast that wasn't really evident in the cartoon version. Is it oh, from I the original? Because they took so much. Yeah, I think that was kind of like I've never, the whole, I've never um, even seen this, and I think thing. you might be splitting hairs, Stan the Man. <laughs> I think that's because they were taking all that heat from the midichlorians. Um, <laughs> Yo, yeah, with the, the uh, shit. Like, yeah. Well, how are all these? How are all these like in, inanimate objects supposed to be people? So that's how they had to. They had to go back. Through I, uh, it was... I really enjoy them. I do. I'm not gonna lie. First how, of all, how many are I there? There's Beauty and the Beast, and and then are there others, or that's the first of the Jungle Book? Oh, sorry, Pete's Dragon. Boy. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I didn't like the Cinderella one because Cinderella. there was no music. Cinderella. They tried to do Cinderella, but with no music. They tried to make it a movie, and it sucked. I thought. Um, but the Jungle Book was fantastic. I mean, Bill Murray <clears throat> is the voice of Baloo. As Baloo, yeah. And Christopher Walken is as Baloo. King Louis, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. so good, and he sings I mean, like yeah. the "I want your fire," like the yeah, with the fire like, song, oh, like you, ooh, ooh. yeah. You know, I mean, he's so good. Yeah, I like, but again, if you're just going, I feel like that was almost a direct shot for shot of the original Jungle Book animated. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, this is partly. This is, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's one of the things I wanted to talk about with RoboCop and how the remake was like, like they have R, the original R. RoboCop is R, and then in the remake they they shoot it to get PJ13 to sh to hit that demographic that's going to buy tickets, right? Right. And how in a way that's a way that they are erasing our history, like our past. By replacing them with these like watered down versions Absolutely. of these like awesome stories that we grew up on so that there's going to be a generation of kids ultimately where that shitty PG-13 Robocop is the only Robocop that they think exists and how what a travesty that is. Right. And so my whole thing with this like the if you're going to do a shot for shot remake, just keep your original like just that's what made you awesome. If you're going to actually improve on the story and like actually use that amazing re those amazing resources and technology to to take this thing that has been animated for the last 75 years and now we're going to make it live action. Yeah. I mean, 
But but Louis Prima is fantastic in oh, the original. Look at, Jungle Double Road, D's going to b- explode, I think. But okay, here's where I'm going to have a problem though, and agree with you, Double D. Okay, is right now they are filming Aladdin. Okay, Will Smith, who I love, is the genie. There's no fucking way he's going to live up to Robin Williams genie. ever, no. ever. And it's no. not any fault of Will Smith. Nobody no. on planet Earth would be able to do it. Will Smith might be fantastic. If this is the first time we had ever seen this movie. And he but he's not genie, the fucking genie. We might say, right. wow, what a fucking genius. He was great. You're right. He's not the genie. Robin Williams is the genie. And it's not. He's going to get skewered for it. And it's going to yep. be bad. And I almost feel bad for Will Smith. because Well, that movie already has problems where. According to Disney, they can't find an adequate Middle Eastern actor to play Aladdin. They found him. They said that. (laughs) They went on record and said that. Can you believe that? Yes. No. Yes. Maybe they could get Matt Damon. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that some shit? Like, there's an entire entire continent of those of of people. You're telling me not one of them. What do you mean those people? (laughs) Yeah. Shit, that is one man. One man. We did do a Tropic Thunder episode one of these days. I remember one time I was in Greens. They so deep into that. I love it right before they stop him. Oh, shit. It was so good. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you mean, real? you people? <laughs> I don't want to derail right. you guys yeah. where you're so talking me, about. I know you get double D's chomping at the bit. Oh. Just let me remind me to uh, ask it a, a question after this, but I got to hear your okay. rebuttal to this. Okay. All right. Ask a question after this, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> the, the problem with my, my issue with live action is you are right. taking something that is magical. You're taking something that is You've got in in Cinderella. You've got talking mice. You've got talking bears. Right. You've got talking, you know, um, lions and and snakes in the Jungle Book. And um, with Beauty and the Beast, you've got inanimate objects that are that are walking around. And that's magic. That's what animation is for. When you do a live action, and you animate a mouse and have it talk in Cinderella, or you animate a clock or a candelabra or something like that in Beauty and the Beast, or you animate, you know, a bear or, or even walk in, you know, you're, you're doing something that takes me out of the movie. It's kind of like, it's like the CGI faces for Dave. Mm -hmm. It doesn't Um, suspend your disbelief. Yeah. I, I cannot, I cannot keep myself in that as, as magic, you know, as wonderful as it is, you it just isn't right. Um, even Mal- Maleficent, which I thought was actually a pretty good movie. Oh, I forgot um, about I that one. I like the angle good. that they took, but even with that, like you've got the you've got the crow that turns into a human, and you know, and was then, that Disney? Maleficent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was a different take, is, though. Double D. That was. You're right. It's a completely but again, different it's, take. You're you're going, but just animate it. Just animate it. Make it an yeah. animation because that's what it is. And when you make it an animation, then you can get into it. Then, well, then I can get into it. I can suspend my disbelief about these things. But when you're looking at a real life person, and then you look at a mouse that's drawn lips that move, no, that just 
takes me out of it, takes me out of the whole situation. I can and, be honest. Like I saw in the trailer for Beauty and the Beast when they show the candelabra guy. Lumiere. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> that looks fucking terrible. It looked terrible. Right. Like how? Like right. But there's something about the animation that just like when it's when it's animated, the way they can get the, his his facial expressions just perfect. And they can get that waxed lip, upper lip, and the brass under lip to always be perfect. Like it, like with all of those drawings. And then you have the, I don't know, even as a young, even younger watching those animated ones, it's, pr- I, I at least felt pretty early on because Disney was always really good about showing like, they always had like a little behind the scenes teaser at the beginning on their VHS. And remember watching those animators that would have a frame in every picture, like a drawing in every crease of their hand mm-hmm. and flipping between them just to see how those four to five images would flow with each other. And then you realize how many of those it takes to make this two hour long movie Right. That's not lost on a young person. It was not lost on me as a young person to be like, that's a feat of like to have 60 people that all come together to make this one thing look the same. Like yeah. kids figure that kind of stuff out. And it, 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 I, it impressed me as a little kid. So, yeah, um, I, I'm, uh, I feel very nervous about the remake of Mary Poppins. Oh yeah. Now where they might get away with it is it's a, it's a sequel, right? It's not an actual remake. So my problem with, they said about the dark tower movie. Well, uh, (laughs) so my problem with the female version of ghostbusters. Okay. Is that, I know you guys have talked about this, but I got to bring it up. Go ahead, please. Okay. It's that they acted like the first one never existed. Yeah, that is a classic fucking movie. You can't do that. Like if they would have made it a sequel, like they're taking over, I would have been there opening night. Right. Seeing it. But because they like acted like it never existed, I was like, I'm not that's it's I'm not going to fucking see that. Like the Ghostbusters was such a big part of my childhood. Right. I can't forget that. Okay, so this is a going into Mary Poppins like Mary Poppins. I have probably seen. I don't know. 25 times maybe more right i sing the Just songs a spoonful of sugar. right right you know i'm like i'm in a beautiful day right as a morning in my you know like all the time and like uh, <laughs> right <laughs> mary poppins and that's the best right and actually in even i almost had a mary poppins reference at the beginning of this podcast when you said said something like uh i don't know but i i almost followed it up with yeah. indubitably you know, oh, <laughs> double D. Anyway, um, <laughs> like I, I'm nervous for it, and because you know Dick Van Dyke is so amazing, I don't know if yes. Lynn Manuel and he is obviously a genius too. This just comes back to the be able to be Bert. Why do we need though? Why it? No, you don't. And you don't. No, and that's it, the thing. it comes back to the uh, the argument for remakes reboots special editions i mean this same argument double d this passion that you have is like what i feel for the special editions of star wars which you i mean you probably feel the same way about the special editions of star wars it's like what's wrong with han being a scoundrel 
You, that's like, what makes him who he is. That's what that's he what, is. That's makes his like so story arc so amazing, right? right? Like, right. Somebody that like shoots Greedo in cold blood, who at the end then comes back and helps save the like the entire universe or galaxy. Like that's he was all for himself, and in two hours right. he became for the galaxy. Like that's mm-hmm. a story. That's a character arc, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that Han Solo yeah. movie is a big flaming pile of horseshit, isn't it? I've I've heard bad things. Uh, there were so many good things though that I wanted to happen. Yeah. Um. But I so they so they shit canned the directors right like in the middle of the production. They said this they were is, making it like Ace Ventura. Well, so they said it was like all slapstick comedy. So the original they brought a writer back from an original star Wars movie. I think it was the guy that wrote empire, right? Right. Who wrote this Han Solo movie. Is that true? Can we check that? Kirster? Is that? No, that's the director. Uh, um, when you mentioned the comedy, it reminds me of the, uh, there's this behind the scenes special. I don't know how readily it's available. Maybe it's on YouTube or something, but Mark Hamill narrates it. And, uh, there's behind the scenes of, uh, Return of the Jedi, and you you see a lot of um, Harrison Ford trying to make things funny. <laughs> like he's like, it'll be funny if we say it together. It's like just tell them C three PO. It's really funny to watch him try to be funny, and I know that's an element of that character, and that was even an element of the character I didn't always love, like in the Force Awakens. Like sometimes, so I, I, I that's not entirely surprising. Maybe more disappointing to hear that they were going that route with it. Yeah. Um, the question I was going to, uh, not, 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 Oh, do you found it? Uh, yeah. So who's John Kasdan in Lawrence Kasdan? Lawrence Kasdan. I think probably Ka- the other one's maybe his son. They were two brothers that were directors. Oh, Oh, and they both got All fired. Right, so, th- so now this is being directed by Ron Howard. Right. Who's great. <laughs> Who's like great, but so fucking yeah. vanilla. I'd like, Ron Howard is seriously, I mean, it's like settling for a hand job. Yeah, it gets the job done. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but what? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> so wait a second. I'm not. What are some examples of like bad Ron Howard movies? There's not bad Ron and, Howard movies, but there's no, but there's no risks. There's no risk. Be, like he doesn't. I, I don't know. I just don't consider him to be a big risk taker. And they brought him on as a closer. They just brought him on as a closer because they fired their two directors that they had on here. And what I read was that, yes, they were not taking it seriously. I didn't hear the Ace Ventura thing. I heard that they were letting them ad lib too much. And like the Kasdan writers were like, no, we wrote this a specific way to hit on a certain character that we're trying to create with Han Solo. And if you don't respect the script, then all of that gets lost with this ad libbing comedy stuff. Cause like they, 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 they got the guy, um, uh, what's his name? Donald, like Donald Glover, Donald Glover, the guy from that writes for Atlanta, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a that guy, young. Lando, that guy, yeah. He plays Lando, but he's like, 
you know he's got to be cutting it up. Like ad living is probably like his bread and butter, right? Right. I don't know. Whenever so, I see him, he's way more dour than I want him to be. <laughs> so yeah, so I really, no, that's but true. He's on uh, on that movie Community or show Community, oh, community. Yeah. hilarious. Yeah, well, in yeah, his stand up, yeah. he's so he's really funny in his stand up yeah. too. Um. I mean, Lando's hilarious so, to me, but I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's a certain brevity, though, that you're with, with, a star, with any Star Wars. Starships. Like, yeah. <laughs> you truly belong here among the clouds. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like witch. Yeah. You old smoothie. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> um, that was a really good impression. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I might need you to record that so I can just play it later for my wife. <laughs> I'd love to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, I wanted to ask you guys not to, uh, to uh, cut off uh, yet another possible fruitful Star Wars debate, but about the Disney stuff, there's a couple <laughs> last things I need to know. And now Star Wars is Disney, so there you go. Um, right. So not, yeah, no, that's fine. Not my my more sort of pointed personal question, but one more pertinent to the discussion you were having. If they so the remakes now they're these live action affairs. If they were remakes but animation, how would you guys feel about that? I would be pissed. Yeah, real pissed. What would be the rationale behind behind it? And that's I guess that's the other part of it is is if you have the animation, okay, and you're going to remake it, then make it a sequel. Like they they don't have any problem making sequels which right. incredibles 2 by the way is going to be oh so fantastic yeah i'm not really yeah. excited for that oh, oh man wait oh it's gonna be amazing brad bird back in the saddle oh, and like awesome so, yeah as edna mo uh, or oh, mode or whatever mode. her name is Edna i haven't mode. seen the incredibles either isn't that crazy <gasps> i mean i want to obviously <laughs> but oh my goodness i know that's why i need this that's show. a great jason lee character <laughs> Double D just I, left <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's justified. That's justified. Listen, wow. Double D, you have you have no you cannot get up and walk out of frame on not seeing something. <laughs> you haven't seen so many things. That's why it's like, good to so be many us. things. We got so much to look forward to. So many random yeah. text messages I'll get from you at like the middle of the night. This is just like so this just happened. What? Who watches Leon the Professional at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday? Oh, Who does that? Oh, everyone. I, this guy. This yeah. guy. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's awesome. See, that's why it's good to yeah. be us. Oh. People are aghast yes. at certain things, but then you get to enjoy this great stuff that you know is going to be I, great. <laughs> I don't know why this just pops in my head, but have you guys seen that movie, The Accountant? No, should we? No, wow. no. What is that movie? It's good. It's Affleck as like an assassin. It's, it's Ben Affleck. So that's why I was afraid to nope. bring it up. I'm gonna I'm nope out. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you though. <laughs> so like, and cups, but it's the cups. Kendrick, Anna Kendrick is in it too. Oh, I can't. Anna no, Kendrick now I'm out. It. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> why? I, why? I can't deal with that. Her, is stupid fucking overbite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is my one criticism of the movie is that she's in it. But the good part is she's not in it for that long. But I'm telling you, for as terrible as Affleck is as Batman, you need to see this movie, The Accountant. It's phenomenal. Huh. 
Oh no! Okay, I'm not going to say it's phenomenal. I'm not going to say it's phenomenal. What are you saying? Fuck Anna Kendrick. She is. She's good looking. I don't know. Uh, just, she bugs every me. now and then, I think she is. But then every now and then, I get. A uh, you know what? what this is going to sound terrible. You know what? When I find her really attractive in is Fifty Fifty. That movie's about cancer. But <laughs> I find. Oh, I forgot she was even in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find her really attractive in that movie. <laughs> Shamrock is going to be so ticked off when he hears this. Oh, <laughs> my God. Shamrock. Oh, oh yeah. is he a big Anna Kendrick person? No, women in film. The whole women in film oh, episode. Oh, wait, no, that's oh, Twinkie, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. That <laughs> is why I didn't talk about Ron Howard's daughter a minute ago. Oh, <laughs> man. Now that I can get behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can get in front. Oh, yep. Jesus. Eiffel so, Tower, my friend. High five. You know what's so, up. So you're back at the um, you're back in the um, the story that started this whole thing off, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. That's how we became <laughs> friends, Dave. We uh, we were the other side, each side of the Eiffel Tower. Oh my God! What? <laughs> no, this is not real. Oh, not real. Only in yeah. my dreams. Well, so my my uh, other so oh, oh sorry, I had a bigger question oh, about no, the Disney ahead. thing that I feel like go ahead. I don't want to let go. It's a larger question too. So if uh, if anyone else has to pee, we might want to do that before I ask it. But. Oh yeah, I do, and I got to get a beer too. Okay, let's well, let's a... hear the question, then we can think of our oh, reports. Oh, that's a great yeah. right. So what what I was wanting to know is, especially given like the last few minutes and our uh, lasciviousness and our sort of general dudeness <laughs> and our celebration <laughs> celebration thereof, I when I first heard like we're gonna do a Disney episode, I'm like, huh. That doesn't that doesn't <laughs> quite compute with like the general vibe of things we talk about. But um, so what I'm curious is like what your respective connections are to, especially Double D. You were talking about, you know, I'm a big Disney guy, so I'd love to hear like where those connections stem from and and how they right. kind of t- took hold and uh, to put in some context. Uh, all of us, uh, yeah. Bearded <laughs> and double D, yeah, <laughs> dudes talking and about D. Uh, so all of us manly and less manly. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget who is uh, calm as uh, calm or cool as ice on the on the the mountain ride, like just taking That's a sip right. of water, sure. as thumbs up. <laughs> Fuck that ride. <laughs> I would never do that to you, double D. I would never like that. Of it. Just because you didn't think of it first. No, never. I would never do that. <laughs> the opposite right, of Bloodsport blood friendship right. theme. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that should be playing right now during this pee break. Okay. So, all right. So, Disney connections. So, okay. Hit me with them. Yeah. Go, go. All right. So before we get into that too much, there is another Disney story that we need to do, at least do a quick once around. Um, uh, and it was once around the world to be, to be fair. So after we got out the bo- after we got off the boat ride, we end up at a place, a magical kingdom called not the magical kingdom. That would have been epic <laughs> had it been that, but Epcot. So Epcot, Epcot is all the worlds and all the world's cultures and stuff like that. Well, we get there at a time when they're doing like a eat around the world. The food and oh, wine festival, yeah. for those in the know, that's what that's called. It which was... will be running during Ash's and I's visit oh, as well. You oh, son you of a... son of a bitch. Yeah. Man. Son of a bitch. 
<laughs> so we are we get off the boat we start walking in and they've got all these little um to kind of set up like these little almost like hot dog stands really they're not much more than hot dog stands they're just kind of like a little shell of a of but a they don't serve facade. hot dogs no <laughs> there's like a little storefront um and they've got like it depends on where you're at in Epcot. So if you're in front of Mexico, they've got like Mexican food. If you're in front of Poland, they've got Polish food and so on and so forth. And there's well, there's 11 countries stops. normally in Epcot. And then with the food, the international food and wine festival, which that's what that is. They bump that up to like, there's like 30 some countries now because they, so, and it is based on the regional food is in that area. So it's like if Mexico, like there was Brazil, there's like all those like, South American and Spanish inspired food was all in the Mexico area and right. so on and so forth. Right. But each of these little stands has a limited selection. So yeah. um you might have like kebabs or um like a like a whatever a pork loin or something like that. Um it's like two really stand. good bites and two really good sips. Yes. It's so like there's just little samples, but the best part is there are little samples, but you can get hundreds of them and because they're going cheap. in they're, a big for group, all the food they're cheap. They're cheap. Yeah. Yes. And going in a big group as we were, shut up. I'm sorry. I'm it was, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. I mean, this is your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, but with guests, we're grown ups. We're adults. We can yeah. do what we want. <laughs> um, <laughs> like so, order pizza. We're going to order pizza. Oh, gonna, I'm so fucking after hungry after the show. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I have a free pizza coupon for my birthdays coming up. Yes. Oh, that's spectacular. Sorry. We walk go ahead. from world to world, and every one of us are getting just these little samples. And we're within this group, and it's this group of friends. And, and it's even, we were like eight or 10 of us at that point, um, all from where we work. And it was just like, here, try a bite of this. So you're, you're going to get like this kebab that has like four bites on it. And so you take one bite, and you're like, oh, that's delicious. And then you give it to the next person. And then so you pass around. So we end up eating from like all 30 countries. And yeah. it cost us like 10 bucks, 15 right. bucks tops. Right. right. Um, Which we it, got come back because it was our dinner. <laughs> it was our dinner, right. Nice. Um, <laughs> and it was amazing. And we had such a wonderful time. Um, even watching uh, EO. Hey, <laughs> what? You're telling me that Captain, Captain. EO is not awesome? Oh, Captain oh, EO God. was All fantastic. Right. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Double D. this was happening. <laughs> I love your wife dearly, okay? Listen, skinny but, people be fucking crazy. That's all oh I'm Oh, my say. God. All right, so listen. <laughs> Palmer and I hear, hey, they're showing Captain EO, okay? And we're like, fuck, yes, Michael Jackson, right? Like, I love Michael Jackson. I can do the moonwalk, okay? Like a yeah. champ, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, like, I grew up, like, you know, doing Michael Jackson, singing, like, trying it's, to, like, It's dance. George Lucas and Michael Jackson, like, two exactly. of the greatest things in the 80s. Right. Together on the same project. Who doesn't want to see that? Oh, yeah, I used so, to, like, dance that guy. dance for two Captain EO, somehow from TV, yes. at my house. It's just another part of me. Come on. <laughs> yes, it's you so guys good. got to see it? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go we're ahead. amped, right? We're so amped. Like, let's go. We got to get there because it starts at this time. And it's going to be over. But, like, you know, sweet, sweet, uh, sweet Mrs. Double D. To D, get to all the food, 
We had to pass like seven awesome attractions. Right. And it's like, these attractions don't have lines as we're passing them. They could have lines when we come back, and we only right. have two hours in this park. Let's just hit these attractions. Right. Being giant ogre motherfuckers that we are, <laughs> I don't need to eat on a regimented food cycle. Like, my body has plenty of storage that if I'm just like, you know what? I need two more hours before I can eat again. My belly's like, I got you, bro. And I'm like, cool. I can go do this awesome shit yeah. that I'm never going to have the opportunity to do again in my lifetime. Right. And then I'll eat. Right. Skinny people that don't have a belly are just like, yo, dude, if you don't eat right now, I'm going to get fucking nasty and you're not going <laughs> to yeah. like it. And you know, Double D's wife has got she's got the red hair and the uh yep. temperament and to match when she's skinny. hungry. And skinny. And she is yeah. like super skinny, hypoglycemic skinny. Yeah. So yeah. then you get so, like two big ogre motherfuckers that are powerful, yeah. dominant personalities that are like, we're doing whatever we want to do. <laughs> right. Like, we don't understand. We're like, what the hell, Mrs. Double D? This is fucking Captain EO. Right, right. <laughs> right? What don't you understand? I'm sorry you haven't eaten for seven hours. My bad. <laughs> so we have Michael course, Jackson like, and George Lucas. What right. don't you get from that right. equation? Like so in her defense, we did railroad her right into Captain EO and said, <laughs> Hey, I'm sorry you're hungry. We're gonna go to Captain EO. Let's go. I just picture her like <laughs> so, passing out. <laughs> no, oh, yes. no it would have been it would have been so much more amicable if that's what happened yeah it'd have been a lot easier had she just done that oh yeah <laughs> well what happened i don't even remember oh, oh man she all to this you day. don't remember because we kept her from jumping you <laughs> so, it was so it like was she had a knife separate. in her hand she was ready to cut you yeah yep I think I was I was the ringleader on insisting we see Captain EO. It wasn't it moment. wasn't so much EO. So we got th so we get in there. We pass like four food stalls and we're like, <laughs> we got a whole fucking ring of food. Let's not eat at the first places we right. see. Right. right. So we pass all those first ones. Then we get into like uh Soren is the first thing oh, that we yeah. pass. So we get on Soren and we ride yeah. Soren, which Soren I think is what sunk us because when you fly over the orange groves, they spray that orange scent, which <laughs> right. triggers your hunger. Right. Right. We already the last time we ate was lunch, and that by this point in time, it's like four-ish, like maybe going closer to five-ish. Yeah. So, so dinner time. It's it's pushing dinner time, but we're not over dinner time yet. Oh. So we ride Soren. Awesome. We walk from Soren and we pass Crush Dude Crushes like yes. the 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 thing. So we're like, well there's no line for this. So let's get <laughs> in that. So that so we line? So yeah. So we hop in that and we do that that ride. Now by this point in time it is definitely dinner time. Definitely dinner time. Right. We walk from the Dude Crush ride in epcot to we pass the captain eo theater and they're like and it says like limited time only they right. brought it back for this year and it's going away like we like 
And we're like, holy shit, like, even if we come back, we're not going to get to see this. Like, we need to see Captain EO. At that point, Mrs. Double D is just like... Pump the brakes. Fucking, we pass four food places. (laughs) It's past dinner time. Yes, but let's just go see Captain EO, and then we'll get something to eat, right? So we get into Captain EO. And it's there's no line. That's what helped us sell Captain EO. Unfortunately, Except. when we get in there, we they had just started a show and we had to wait for that whole show to finish before they would let us on. So we were the first that's why there was no line. They had just let people into the theater. So it was 20 minutes of us waiting at the front of the line to get into the theater, right? And then another twenty the minutes of watching twenty yeah, minutes ever of ever, like, our lives. Now, now, in all fairness, Stan the Man and I at this point are just like, yeah, fucking Captain EO, George Lucas, <laughs> and Michael Jackson, woo! Like, we're just like, this is awesome. Yeah, I Meanwhile, don't. We have no idea what's going on with Mrs. Double D and Double D. So the rest of the party is physically restraining her. <laughs> from kicking their asses and I know they're ogres but I am telling you when Mrs. Double D gets hangry it is not oh, yeah. fun not fun not pleasant like, it's something you can go your whole life yep. without seeing <laughs> yep. and you're better off for it yeah um yeah so she is the exact opposite end of the spectrum as Palmer and Stan the man as excited as they are She's livid. Yeah. Livid. And then you get in and it's Captain EO, which I mean, right. it, you have to, that takes a special person to really appreciate oh, that. I'm going to be was, honest. Like, it was so amazingly yeah. Those bad. people are Stan the Man and Palmer, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not Mrs. Double D. Not Mrs. Double D. No. Not Mrs. Went... Double D. Not the special type of person that appreciates this. No. She ruined it so like, we get uh, the... like Pumps and Crams did Titanic for those little girls. Yeah. Well, she did not ruin it. She did. She was wasn't speaking out again i at this point i'm just completely oblivious to any of this like turmoil that's going on i know we said we were going to get something to eat after we left dude crush and then we came into captain neo i i know that those things happened but i (laughs) i have no idea how serious the situation is again i have a camel hump that (laughs) takes care of me in these times of need right so, like, where normal people are hungry, I'm just like, I'm just eating my belly. I'm just eating my belly. You know? Like, so that's that's all going on. We see Captain EO. We come out. We're walking. And stand the man. We pass another ride. Like, at this point, like, it's it's being, it's like, it's like a bad comedy. Like, we pass another ride. And stand the man was like, oh, my gosh. It's that ride. Like, that's all he gets out. And I like Mrs. Double D literally crouching tiger hidden dragon through the air runs through the air towards Stan the man. Double D caught her around the waist and like pulled her around just as like I bet Stan the man felt the breeze of her claws like on his face. Like, it pulled her been... out of the air, caught her in the air, pulled her out, and was like, we need to get something to eat. <laughs> and that's, that's what I was just like. I, like, I looked, I saw all that, and I'm like, 
Man, skinny people are fucking crazy when they're skinny. <laughs> like that is <laughs> Yeah. Which did not help the situation at all. No. But, but it, it was funny no. because after she ate and she came back to lucidity, right? Like she like oh, yeah. knew how she acted and like could reflect upon that, but she was like now it's obviously a funny joke, right? But yeah, uh, she would have definitely beat my ass. Yeah, I mean, no question about it. <laughs> yep, she was. Yeah. She was a uh, yeah. It, it I, been there's bad. no hyperbole. Like Double D caught her in the air, flying <laughs> towards Stan the Man. Listen, my love, well, of Michael Jackson knows no limitations. <laughs> Listen, was it? No, 3D? I get it. Was it was Captain? It was 3D. Oh, it was so amazing, Dave. <laughs> no, it was so awesome. Like, like, like. Remember the puffs of It air was fantastic. It was worth risking the wrath of Mrs. Yes, Double D. It was it that was. fantastic. Oh, that's so great. I disagree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was an experience, but it wasn't yeah. worth it. Um, it was good. I'm glad. I'm glad we experienced it. Um, I saw a side that I I didn't know existed in in all of humanity. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's why Double D always has Cliff Bars on him. That's always, right. <laughs> always have food. Always, have food. always Not have for food. me. It's like Jacko, you know those Snickers commercials? Those were based on that situation, <laughs> right, right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So all of that to um to circle back to the uh the question before we we before we broke there. Yeah. Why, um, how did Disney become so important to you guys? So I think that Disney was always important. It was always one of those things when I was growing up that Disney was Disney was safe. And um, while while my parents were strict in the sense of of like PG movies, like you know, like um, hold up the popcorn lid when they're kissing kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and you know, like no horror movies, no you know super action. My dad loved action movies, but it was like once the kids were in bed, asleep, then you know, then we could turn it on, <laughs> whatever. And um, so Disney movies were, I grew up with Disney movies and then went to Disney World with um, some friends when I was younger, um, our fa- family friends. And Like how young? Uh, preteens or? Um, oh yeah, preteen for yeah. me, for sure. Um, and uh, loved it. Like it was just magical. And it was, it was everything I dreamed it to be. And it was, and it, and it always has been, even to this day. Um, it is a yeah. magical place. I, you, you walk by... You know, you've got people that are just always in character. The cast members, as we've talked about before, or as you guys have talked about on the show, it's it's they're not employees; they're cast members. They're all part of a bigger thing. Um, yep. And when you walk in, you're part of it too. And and I mean, it's you wear like a little button first time to Disney, and I mean, people that the cast members that see you, they're like, "Oh my gosh, have you tried this yet? Have you tried this?" You know, just think of the best customer service you've ever gotten at any restaurant any store anything and disney has all of those people employed in every facet and the people that sweep up the cigarette butts off the ground they have better customer service than the best customer service you've ever had anywhere it's it's amazing (laughs) and um i loved loved aladdin i could probably go through the whole movie start to finish right now um it was it was definitely one of my absolute favorites um much to the much to the chagrin of my wife at this point um i you know i used to interject my own name into those songs double d ah. so i would say my first name and then stanley mary is he stanley a you know oh, like uh, 
Yeah, but I'll, uh, you know, but I throughout the whole thing, you know. Oh, I had the terrific. Aladdin game on the Sega Genesis, and it was the hardest oh, was fucking so game on the planet. Oh, the yeah. um, magic carpet level was yeah. like so challenging, awesome. like crazy, crazy challenging. Yeah. Um. So I, my love of Disney, Dave, I sort of echoes Double D's. I think is that I had uh, uh, a pretty rough upbringing. You know, the family life and um, Disney was absolutely the safe space. It was the escape. It was a place where everything was okay and good things actually happened in the world. And so I think that really drew me to it. But also, um, you know, I am very, very musically inclined. Like I come from a musical family, like, you know, uh, my family back in the day used to be bluegrass players and. Um, I have families in quartets and, you know, all these things. And I, um, I played an instrument for a long time. And so the music also drew me in. I mean, I even had all those Disney CDs that I would even play in high school. Oh yeah. Like all throughout this, high school. Look at this magic. You know, and like, it's the tape. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a little. Oh, bit nice. Yeah. That is fantastic. Oh, magic. So I, I'm right yeah. there. Yeah. And so. Wow, I mean, but that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think the combination. Yeah, you're a music guy, so you get it. I mean, the the uh, the combination. I think of of all of that really um, just drew me to Disney, where it became such an integral part of my childhood. You know, and the first time, uh, and it became part of my outlook of on what I thought life could be. Right, there could be happy endings, and uh, and Vegas told me that was true. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but. The first time I went to Disney World was my junior year, actually, and it was for a school band trip. And what? What are you uh, laughing Double D at? just like put in the chat. It's like Dave's got a half a strap shirt on, so I just fixed it. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry. I was really enjoying that story. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but the first time I went to Disney uh, was my junior high school, and. Um, I just remember just like double D was saying, I mean, it was just, you can't, you can't get better than the Disney experience. Right. It's phenomenal. And so it sort of reinforces all of those things you wanted to believe. Right. So now it's, here was real life. These are real people acting this way and treating this way. And like, I just remember it being an absolutely amazing experience. So, um, similar, similar path there, double D. That's awesome. That's it's especially refreshing yeah. coming from like you know grown ass men. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and you know I have found in Double D. I mean, I, I'm gonna think that you have found this too. That chicks dig the dudes who can sing Disney songs. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and at any point, like at any point in time, like. My, dudes my dig wife dudes and, that sing Disney songs. Well, yeah, because then then you can join in and harmonize, right. and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. there's nothing like you know just really getting together with a guy <laughs> late at night on yeah. a bus, yeah, singing some Little yeah, Mermaid, absolutely. singing Little Mermaid. Yeah. I, it's an, it's yeah, great, you know, a whole That's new great. world. It will open your eyes. Oh, like it will yeah, change your yeah. life. It will, and uh, you know, you could cut the sexual tension with a knife. <laughs> good. So, good. so, all right, can uh, I want to that 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 is a great segue to the last Disney talk that I want to have because I put this in the blurb for the live session 
like the live stream and we we kind of touched on it a li- like we alluded to it stand the man so i'm i really don't want to get you in trouble but can we talk a little more <laughs> can we talk a little more about the 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 young woman who you are oh. in the the scene with wow. we probably should blur- i'm wondering if we should blur so i like here's the thing <laughs> I, I it's not her i want to tell the story about i i have been told <laughs> that i am by other members of our friend group that I am an amazing wingman. Yeah. And I, so at this trip, there was, (laughs) it was, it was speculated (laughs) on whether or not I could be an excellent wingman in facilitating, um, stand the man and that young, that young woman. Uh, right to things unknown. The, look at me looking around for my wife. Yeah, that, like, so like anyway, things unknown. Like that. that, that that's all. I feel I, like, that's as far as I'm going to take it, that's all. This is no, 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 no. I, I feel like I want to tell a little bit of the story because I feel like right now, like you know that Key and Peele uh, oh. sketch where like, and I said, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> and I just told her. no we got to tell this story because it proves a couple of things how much of an epic wingman you were and how much of an epic failure i was yeah (laughs) so uh, i i was sort of uh newly single at that point yeah right and uh, we go down there. Yeah, and this girl. Okay, so uh, do we have any Weezer fans here? Oh yeah, big time. You like Weezer? Okay, so you know El Scorcho. It starts out with "God damn you, half Japanese girls. You do it to me every time." <laughs> this chick was half Japanese. Yep, and gorgeous, beautiful. I mean, just absolutely yeah, beautiful, gorgeous. beautiful beyond belief. Yeah. Right? We didn't realize exactly how beautiful until she was in her bikini string bikini, string bikini. With a big diamond stud billing ring and just, I mean, uh, the perfect <laughs> yeah. body. Yes. I mean, dear yeah. God, it looked like one of these like Photoshop things you yeah. see. I couldn't believe so, it. So anyways, so like, yeah. so it, Stan the Man expresses his interest, but does not yeah. know how to proceed. So I'm going to tell you guys, I, I'm going to give my secrets to being an amazing wingman. All right. This is how you be an awesome wingman. Val Kilmer, listen. This is how you be a wingman. I hope you're fucking listening and taking lessons because this is how you're an awesome wingman. You can find me at LWSD Palmer. Val Kilmer. Let's get this started. It's official. Internet rivalry. Go. So... Best wingman. Here's my wingman advice. <laughs> There's a few key things that you need to achieve being the best wingman possible. First off, you don't actually have to have it, but you need to portray more confidence than the guy that you're being the wingman for. That's crucial. Ah. Crucial. So you need to m- at least match, if not surpass, their level of confidence. 
If you're seriously trying to be a good wingman and they're out confidencing you, you need to let them know that. All right. That's the that's a first crucial thing. Because it helps oh it helps you as the wingman get the in. It relaxes them. So then that way they also then your friend that you're being the wingman for looks like the silent not silent, but just like the one the that needs more help. Yes, the impressionable one. That thank you. That's very, very crucial. So I I also have been told by multiple people throughout my life, I have the ability to lower other people's inhibitions. <laughs> That's another crucial. If you want to be a great wingman, you have to have that talent. It is a talent. One might argue it's not one you can teach. <laughs> it's an it art. is an art. It's an art. Yeah. But there is a certain type of person, and I'm sure anybody listening knows at least one of these people that can take a situation and make it do unexpected things that you would not think would fit in that situation. And that person is just able, through their confidence and through their ingenuity is able to just get everybody on a, a, the next level of acceptance. That's what your goal is as a good wingman is let's just bring up everybody's level of acceptance of what we're, what we're okay with. <laughs> and you do that by you put yourself out on a limb. <laughs> so then as long as you're constantly the one further out on the limb, you're, the guy you're being the wingman for is always going to look like the better option, no matter what. <laughs> I mean, is this making sense? Very much. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. It's a, All right. Yeah. So I'm just going to say that this, this woman, I literally, I, it was some of my best work as a wingman. It was, it was. Now, let's also set up that this was, I mean, your wingman skills are phenomenal. But remember, this is how you really started to, to drive it home a little bit was her boyfriend was supposed to be there with her. You remember yeah. that? Yes. Yep. And, and I was sure to remind had, her at every opportunity exactly that he wasn't there. Tickets and plans at the last minute, he decided he didn't want to go. And she spent, she bought his shit. That's why, and, and why so, she brought the string bikini. That string bikini was for him. Right, right. And so she is angry and bitter at this point, right? And Palmer's just ran that. <laughs> like, what an asshole. Like, we're sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, I can't believe that he's not here with you right now. Like, that's just like, <laughs> that's so wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, at least you're here with me and Stan the man. Like, <laughs> well, like I'm sure, we'll, like, we'll have fun. Like, don't worry, we'll have fun. Like, I so yeah. So that that evening goes on, and it, like it, this is also a wingman's work is never done. <laughs> so like we've had multiple evenings leading up to this, and finally, right. I I it's like she's on a silver platter. We we yeah. like we're as a group. The group dwindles down to where it's just the three of us. And then it's, and then it's, oh, she's like, hey, let's go back and play some euchre in my room. 
and we're halfway to her room and i'm like you know what i'm feeling pretty tired why don't you guys go ahead and play some euchre and i'm just going to go back to our because yeah i mean I, it on the I, tea. so then Puts it on the tee yeah like so again i go back to my room and i'm like oh man i can't wait to hear this story like yeah 45 minutes later, in comes Stan the Man, just like doop to doop to doop, gets in the bed. I'm just like, we're like laying there. It's like pitch dark in the room. Nobody's saying anything. And finally, I'm like, well, what fucking happened? Didn't come a lot. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. He couldn't even make the move. He walked her to his no, room. I, and as I soon did. as you got her to the room, then you were like, oh, I yep. got to go. Yeah, it, it was bad. But then, like, I got because like there was a lot more green lights than we've like alluded oh, to. Yeah. Like, she oh, said yeah. some specific yeah. things that basically said, "Please make a move yes. on me." Like, I'm not like that. I, I guess that really kind of would sound sexist, but it's like Palmer. Don't you think she was like, "No, I, like, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm not weekend. like all sexism right. aside." Like, there was definitely yes. a flirt, a mutual flirtation happening. I was just and, trying. Like, I it, was it, just trying to like grease those wheels along like yes like yes. she would as so a good like, wingman would things, right val kilmer right. she said some things to me <laughs> that like basically was like i'm gonna give you a giant hint and then add this other giant hint on top of it that i'm waiting for you to make the first move right and so uh, like again freshly out of the relationship you know i get scared i'm not known to be scared like that's not my reputation i'm sort of known the opposite but like you know I don't know what happened, man. I was just like, damn. No, you know what? Yeah. It was totally understandable too. like, I yeah. mean, uh, listen, all that aside, I'm just saying I'm a great fucking wingman. Oh, you are. And that's, you that's are. The, and, that's the, the, the takeaway thing that, on that story like, is after I talked to you, after I came back to the room and you were like, dude, she wants you. You're a fucking idiot. I laid her out on a platter for you, right? Like, I texted her, and I said, hey, maybe I should come back, and we should play some cards. And she texted back, you could. We would probably get in trouble, though, winky face. You fucking, you, I never knew that. I'm just now finding that out now. It's like, uh, it's like yeah. Dave going to Amsterdam and not going to one cake shop while he's there. That's fucking outrageous. I know it is. I know. And I said, yeah, you're probably right. Good night. Oh, oh you fucking guy. I got to piss. I got to piss right now. I got to, like, I that's know. it. I'm pissing. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah, not not one of my finer moments. Oh, man. I'm going to have to change, it's like, like that 80% doesn't sound of my like stories. Me at all, does it? No, I'm going to have to change, like, like, not. Yeah, I'm going to have to change 80% of my stories about you. <laughs> Uh, well, I know all the stories you know about me are the exact opposite of that story. Right. So, yeah, that that's yeah. I and I don't know if like I was so <laughs> intimidated because <laughs> that was a aggressive over the shoulder look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, a part of it was like, I mean, literally, it was like a week or two before, like. I like was getting a divorce, you know, like it was like, you know, but she was also, she was so hot. I think I was a little bit scared. Well, Let's be honest. And, and to, to set it up too, is just to take, I mean, just to put all the context where it needs to be. Um, all the rides that we went on, it was like, you know, we were in a big group of 10. 
um, eight or ten, and and it was always like anytime that there was a, a seat next to Stan the Man, right. she would like and sit down, like and like that yeah. was that was like we would all sit with each other, like just we were all just out there just having a good time as friends, and every ride that had somebody next to Stan the Man, it was always her. So there was, oh, yeah. and it wasn't something where Stan the Man was creeping on her or anything like that. If, no. if anything, she was like, hey, I'm here and yeah. um, I'll be Listen, here. Again, they were smooth. both into each my other. I was, we were just greasing yeah. the wheels. That's it. Right. And we greased them so much they I, came I, off I, the track. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> to this day, Palmer, I, I think about that and regret it. Immensely. Don't regret it because you have a beautiful <laughs> life. Don't regret it. No, no, no. I wouldn't want my life to change just that particular Yeah, weekend. that's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, and I was dating, I mean, I had just started dating Ash earlier that year, right? And I pretty much knew right. that's that, you know, I had found my person, but I wouldn't have minded right. if you would have came back with awesome, like, cell phone photos. photos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't really like, I, I mean, it's easy. I'm yeah. a fucking dirt ball. I am a dirt ball. <laughs> Jesus. But I am a fantastic wingman. <laughs> unlike Val Kilmer. You are. You are. Unlike no, no. Val Kilmer. You can be mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Hear that Val Kilmer? What do you got to say? At LWSD Palmer. Let's hear it. I love it. <laughs> I am. You know what? I think that the, that the feud with Val Kilmer might be the greatest thing to come out of this episode. I know that's we haven't even started talking about Robocop yet. I, I want this to last. I think. Uh, I think he deserves it. <laughs> I think you're up for it. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Think we no. need to make this happen. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, to wrap up the Disney. Oh, no. uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, you mean like I'm up for it as like. For RoboCop, yeah, RoboCop is happening. We still oh yeah, but I RoboCop. I also meant I think you're up for the challenge of 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 besting Val Kilmer in this internet war. Oh, <laughs> yeah. totally Val, like best Val Kilmer. He, did you hear me say he looks like Nick Nolte ten years ago? I could totally best him. You got to take that. him in beach volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, in volleyball is that what you said? Beach. You could take him in beach volleyball. Okay, beach yeah. volleyball, yep. Topless. Play with those boys. That's you need to tweet that at him. <laughs> <laughs> like what was it? Valkymer looked you like look Nick Nolte like... ten years ago. Yeah. Find the right uh find the right photo and then retweet it with that. <laughs> and it won't be hard to find the photo, I'm sure. That'll kick no! it off. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm gonna find I'm gonna show you how fast you can find it. <laughs> What are you searching, Nick Nolte, 10 years ago? <laughs> I'm just picturing the few photos that I saw of him on Twitter that really upset me. He had, for, for a few years, like, he had put on a fair amount of weight, especially for a guy that was, like, matinee idol like he was for so long. And then right. it, it seems like he's in this constant quest now to show everyone, hey... For what it's worth, or whatever, <laughs> I'm not that heavy anymore. But it doesn't look right. <laughs> he looks like he had a tracheotomy or something. He just does not look right. And he seems <laughs> pretty desperate. He's got like the glasses on. He's got the aviator shades. And when they announced Top Gun Two, and he's like, "I'm ready," but like nobody's really 
inquiring. <laughs> but that begs there the question, go. what the fuck is there this? There it is. Be? Oh, okay. That's the one in the chat. Tell me that doesn't look like Val Kilmer. Oh, Val. Uh, come at me, bro. This is this is my rival, my arch nemesis. Oh Lord, it, this is just a rabbit hole. Like if you start to scroll through his photos, I can't do it. I can't do it. Of, like I can't. hoodies I and weird. Twitter. It'll just make me angry, it and it'll make me want to fight him right now, this second. And I have not formulated my strategy yet, and I can't do it. Make me want to fight him. I eat pizza every day. That's something he tweeted, like a billboard of that. Okay, fuck this. Like, are we talking RoboCop or are we talking? Yeah, it's time. So it is fucking time to talk some RoboCop. Dun 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 dun. Wow, was that like the eight-bit music from the game? I think so. I hope that's what. I hope that's what Moto samples. <laughs> I'm looking right now for the RoboCop NES song. <laughs> All right, so Dave, you've never seen RoboCop. So I starting with RoboCop. <clears throat> All right, and you have since watched it. I, I hadn't seen it since the 80s. Really? Or 90s. Oh, like since you first 87, saw it? 1987. Oh, that's yeah. a goddamn great year. No, no, no. I Fucking Bloodsport, Lead the Weapon, yeah. RoboCop. Boom. That was 87? Yeah, it was 87. Yeah, Lethal Weapon. Man. Fucking go back and watch Lethal Weapon 1, anybody, and try to forget what Mel Gibson's done in the years since and tell me that's not a goddamn great movie. I know you guys are not going to fight me on this, but I guess me like anyone. Fantastic. (laughs) You have to separate the art from the artist. We've talked about this. I have trouble with that myself, but nonetheless, that movie fucking rocks. (laughs) And it's... And it's good beyond just a traditional action movie. <laughs> Anyhow, this is not the Lethal Weapon mo- uh, episode. Hopefully that'll happen someday. But <laughs> this is the RoboCop <laughs> episode. I had never seen it at all. I, I was looking back into my uh, Long Walk Short Drink uh, notebooks, and I'm in volume one here. This was uh, early on when I had to like do duct tape, or not duct tape, but like packing tape. I think I watched this in October because we talked about it so long ago. And yeah. Again, and I mentioned this oh, on wow. a previous episode. It was like in that early run of shows, we hadn't published anything. And Palmer and I were just talking and had a sense that, or, or we were having a good time nonetheless. And a show had emerged out of our conversations. Um, But a lot of shit was happening. Like his, his dad got sick and then his dad started to get better and then his dad passed away, and it was just like, suddenly I'm thinking, well, maybe we shouldn't publish these because this, some really heavy shit has gone down. He's talked about it. We don't, I don't want to want to, I don't want it to be a a sad thing, obviously. So I was never pushing like, hey, we should record because I know you got nothing going on. <laughs> but in my bizarre, tiny Ritman brain, I'm like. He thought I should watch RoboCop. So rather than reach out, call, be like, how you doing? In private, <laughs> watch RoboCop, took notes on it for the show. This is how my brain works. It meant so much to me, though. It meant so much. Like that, It was like Six totally effective. Later. In my tiny Ritman brain, it was totally effective. Where I was very just like, sweet. Oh, Thank you. That's, that's nice awesome. of you to say. Yeah. 
But so I I, uh, I watched it then. I took a few pages of notes. I have since watched it three times, two over the last weekend, on mute while I edit the show. <laughs> and it, it plays yeah. pretty well with wow. subtitles. Uh, but yeah, so I'm fresh fresh to the RoboCop thing for this exercise. Um, but what? But so, Double D, you wanted this. You're so bad that you got on mic so fast on <laughs> episode thirty. What is your connection to this flick? So, as I stated earlier, it this is one of those things where I grew up Disney, right? Um, like PG tops, like PG thirteen, um, which I mean wasn't there, but like to get to a PG movie, um, even that was saying something, and and I just wasn't allowed to watch these kind of movies. Um, and my my best friend, uh, Sumo at the time, um, he Sumo. Sumo dog, yeah. Nice. He's like, um, he's like, you've got to, like, well, we just started to watch it. And I was so, like, completely horrified and engrossed <laughs> all in at once. Um, and just, like, I'd seen, I saw things I'd never even imagined could be possible. Um, like, <laughs> like the blood squibs. Um, just, so many squibs. So many, so many squibs, so little time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the action sequences the scenes and and the story and it was like a rated r but it was like so just over the top rated r it went to the npa the mpaa 12 times to get that r rating it was x rated 11 times wow and oh, the yeah. 12th time they got the they got the r rating finally but they did not think that they were going to get it through the mpaa with any which in 1987, an X rating was what we would call now an NC-17. So, uh, well, I mean, it was a death certificate. Like you, you, yeah, you, oh yeah, you just, yeah. You can't get a movie like you're no. not going to get that off the ground even. Um, so when when it was rated R and it was something that um, I was able to see and um, become a part of, uh, man, I was hooked. Like, and and I'm not into gore, not into violence. And RoboCop had me like, um, I mean, I think as with pretty much any kid, any boy at that, and I'm just going to go ahead and paint everybody with the same brush here. Um, like robots, cops, like that was like the two things that I wanted to be as a grown up. Right. You know, I wanted to be a, a you wanted to be a robot. Oh my gosh, a cyborg that would have been amazing. <laughs> I mean, yes. Seriously, though, if you watched RoboCop when you were a kid in the 80s. You saw all the horrific things that Murphy had to go through to become RoboCop, but as a kid, yeah. you're like, was it worth it? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, his the gun goes in his leg. I mean, right. you, you know. got the transfer. I mean, I grew up on the Transformers, too, yep. which are all right. just straight yep. robots. How, tell me you didn't want to be a Transformer. Yeah. Like, come on. So this was a no-brainer. This is the best of all worlds um, right. yep. packed into one one movie. Uh, just a spectacular event. Oh. So I, I watched it today, this very day, and it was the first time I have seen it since I think 1990. Whoa! Yeah, Jeez. yeah. So I remember. I so here before I turned it on today. So you know, my wife was like, "What are you gonna watch?" And I said, "Fucking RoboCop." <laughs> She's like, she yeah. goes, <laughs> she goes. Well, first she said, "What?" I was like fucking robocop what do you mean what you know and she was like, 
And she was like, why? I said, you know, for the show tonight, I got to rewatch it. You know, this is my research. I got to do this. But uh, I remember as I, I was trying to remember what I, well, I was thinking about what I remembered from it as a kid. I distinctly remembered him shooting through the skirt to the guy in the nuts, right? <laughs> oh, yep. yeah. Clear as day. Jeez. Iconic. That's an that. iconic scene. Absolutely. I remembered that clear as day. I remembered, like, of course, the gun in the leg and some other cool stuff. What I did not remember was that Red from the 70s show was a bad guy. <laughs> yep. And, like, okay. a legit bad guy. Bad legit. guy. Yes. That was, was a that bad was the guy. the first thing we talked about on this show. That Palmer's le- that, that's how Palmer learned I hadn't seen it. I, he was trying I remember to figure, that. Figure yeah. out that, that actor, and I was like, I couldn't remember. Right. And, yeah, that was my... So, Red was a bad guy, and I did not remember that robot killing that guy at the beginning, too. Oh, um, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's intense. Oh, my God. And not just killing. And I did not remember <laughs> at the very end. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When they kill the big bad, right? When Robocop kills the big bad, the... <laughs> <laughs> the African American fellow giving the thumbs up in the room. Oh, yep, yep. <laughs> I missed that. It was so good. Anyway, I watched that movie and it, I, I remembered it was gory and it was like groundbreaking, right, and all that shit. I still like the scene where he shot. Even today, in my ripe old age, where we are so insensitized to these things on a daily basis, was watching it and was going, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Well, that was intense, man. Yeah. So, I mean, but you yeah, probably mute, saw was super intense. Like, I watched it on mute yeah. several times. I'm like, oh, this is actually more upsetting somehow. Are not you being able to hear? Uh, it. So, oh. are we all watching the 2000? They did a reissue in 2003, which was the unrated director's cut of that. Which is, it's kind of like um, Cyborg. It's it's like shorter. half a minute shorter than <laughs> really? the original. That's weird. <laughs> What? But uh, it's all the violence is put back in essentially. Uh, like you, I think that is the one I watched, Palmer. It was it was intense the whole thing. So like the scene where the dude gets shot in the boardroom, right? On the original 1987 release was very. It, I mean, it was still horrific. The dude gets like blown apart by Ed 209. Right. Uh, I mean, like the guy's got like Ed 209's got a rail gun, and the dude's right. point blank. He's gonna like yeah. shit's gonna happen. But I did. That is one thing that I noticed in this director's cut that I watched. That that they really like zero in. Like you see it from multiple angles. It cuts oh, to yeah. multiple angles, and he just keeps shooting him. Yeah. And uh, I the man, it cracks me up. The line, the first piece of dialogue that happens after that is somebody call an ambulance. Like the dude <laughs> just got hit with a rail gun. <laughs> right. <laughs> like. I, that, there's yeah. an article I read in my research where that line is like, is it, it's the basis for the justification that RoboCop is actually a dark comedy masquerading as an '80s action film. Like, I and I think I think that's accurate. Uh, um, that and that totally gets it. The satire. That's what I really liked as an adult watching this, where the satire was just fantastic. I'm sorry, Dan the man, I'm stepping on your. Uh, no, that that was great. I'm actually really interested to hear Dave's experiences watching it for the first time because you obviously knew about RoboCop, right? Yeah, up, I know the the cultural kind of icon of the suit, and I'd heard like trouble. I actually had no idea that it was a contra 
controversial film or an especially violent one. I knew it was Paul Verhoeven, right? Yeah. Uh, this. Oh, I hope this is not too stupid. <clears throat> I feel like he's like Starship Troopers, but why do I f- associate him with Showgirls? Is that that's got to be completely wrong? Yeah, I think he also oh. directed Showgirls. Is that I think possible? Starship Troopers? He directed Maybe Starship Troopers. That's um, Total Recall. I read another I really think, great right? article that talked about like why do people get the satire of RoboCop, oh, it's, it's but they don't get the satire? Oh, it. Basic Instinct. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I knew it was Why did they get the satire too, so that's like... in RoboCop, but they don't get his satire in Starship Troopers? And huh. it was it was a really good article that just compared. Starship Troopers is great. I love yeah. that movie. Oh, no. that I And I think that the article does kind of acknowledge the fact that it has more of a cult following now than it did when it first came out. Like, I mean, RoboCop made a ton of money when it came out, too. That was the other thing. Like, they thought the movie was going to fail. And they almost pulled the plug multiple times on the movie but because it, of it that. Was, it was so quintessentially 80s. Yep. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, think about, like, because in the 80s, you did have this sort of, uh, like, you know, you had the whole crack e- epidemic, right? And this whole thought that um, Reagan was trying to return us to traditional American values, but these cities had sort of become this dystopian nightmare of a place. So to see RoboCop in that setting, it wasn't that far off from what suburban America thought had become of the cities. Yep. Right. Well, in the eighties. And, and I mean like, so we watched, we watched that now and see that as Detroit, they were satirizing Detroit. But when I, when we watch that now, at least that the is shit that Detroit. we get, that is Detroit. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At least that's what's portrayed. Like, t- that's what you see coming out of Detroit media wise, right. right? But it, if you think back to 1987, they had just come out of like GM and Ford leaving Detroit. At, like in that yep. in that decade, they were still a decade new onto that. So they that city hadn't crumbled to what it ended up becoming in the early 2000s. That's what they were afraid Detroit was going to become. Yeah. Which yeah, and like... It's so eye-opening that... Yeah, I, right. I don't know. No, it, that's an, actually a really good point. But, you know, the, the concept of law and order was all the rage, too. Yep. Yeah. Right? So I think that this badass cop that, like, basically couldn't be defeated by these fucking thugs, right, was really appealing, too. Yep. Uh, in that sort of culture, because you know, I mean, think about it. I don't. So you guys grew up in Ritman. I grew up yes, in a <laughs> suburb of Col- of Columbus that was also small at the time. And Double D, I don't know where the fuck you grew up, but small town, <laughs> small town. You know, next town over. But from I don't Ritman. know about you guys in elementary school, but it was still the Cold War, right? Every yep. day we stood up, we said the pledge, and yep. we sang a patriotic song, and we feared right. Russians. And we feared the fuck. By the way, that is a great part. I laughed in RoboCop when they played that Nukem board game. They had that little yep. ad for it. Yeah. So good. So what good. about the suck 6,000 that gets 8.5 miles per gallon? Like that's the oh, like, yeah. height of luxury cars. <laughs> yeah. It gets 8.5 miles per gallon. Like, yeah. Still relevant. Still, still relevant. relevant. Absolutely. So I, I think that um, watching it now from the 2017 perspective is really an interesting. Thirty years, I just primary realized that, source. 
30 years. Yeah. Oh, wow. It has, was 30 years, huh? Yeah. Holy shit, man. July uh, 1987. Yeah, because we're all almost 40. That's Well, uh, some of well, us, some are of us already are. Almost uh, all of us. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it sucks. Oh, poor Devil D. What? <laughs> he looks the youngest of us. You I know the bastards. <laughs> I know. Double D, <laughs> you double D. son of a bitch. <laughs> That's it. I'm shaving off my beard. That's why he looks so young. He's got no beard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's interesting as from like a historian point of view to look at it as a primary source of pulp culture of, you know, 1980s America. I found that very interesting. I would love to. Uh, yeah. So I found the original trailer. I'd love for us to watch the original trailer together, and then that honest yeah. trailer to just to sort of yes. kind of help us have a jumping off point of then and now and and, and such. So uh, I right. put the I put the original trailer in the in the chat. So if we click on it, oh, we're okay. probably all most of us going to have ads. So just kind of get through the ad to the zero and then pause. Oh man. Let me know when you're I got all there. good stuff. I have good stuff to say about Orion too. Orion. Fuck yeah. Yes. That was my first note. Orion Pictures is my first note. I haven't looked at my right, notes <laughs> to know what they they're, I'm, they're very I'm ready to go when you guys are. Yeah, okay. I'm at zero. All right, on the Palmer's picks three. Three. We can talk to yes. him. Fucking A Orion. Yes. Please talk over it so they don't block it. I'm curious what the oh. voiceover is going to be. Oh, I don't think they'll block uh, trailers. trailers meant to be on the street law enforcement. Well, some of this we can argue fair use also. Oh, so. Robocop. So my first question is, what is that clear plastic screen going to keep anybody from seeing? It? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just a dust cover. I like how they stole R2-D2's like, ability to yeah. stick that projectile into their computers. It's interesting, there's not like voiceover, it's just clips from the film. You know, usually we're used to, even now, to hearing like, in the year, whatever the fuck, serious shit goes down, people get weird. Like, there's none of that. Yeah. Man, so much broken glass. Oh, wait, listen to the music. Listen to the music. It's the Terminator music. It is the Terminator music, yeah. Fucking effective. Fuck this, I'm going to watch Terminator. We killed you! His memory's admissible as evidence. You're going to have to kill it. Bob Jones. How about that picture I took of Bob Jones, though? Doesn't his art play unproportional? Oh, yeah. In that fall. Robocop, the future of law enforcement. The future. And there's the trailer guy, nice. is at the end. Like, yeah. that trailer is the epitome of the 80s. Like, it, oh, yeah. it is so 80s. It's only missing an American flag. Yep. Only yep. thing it's missing. Um, Man. Yeah. Not sure we so, rock uh, the Honest we... trailer? Yeah, let's do the Honest trailer. This right. is the f- I've oh, heard of those, so but I, this is the first I've ever seen. It makes me want to watch every one of them. It's oh, really it is a rabbit hole. And every don't one of them is this it. good. Like, so <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at zero. Okay. Once uh, you I start it, so. oh, 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 I got to go back. Ah, oh, Chrome. Okay. So. All right, count it off, Palmer. Oh, wait. Hold on. I, whoa, I whoa, whoa, easy. If you have ads, like, play through your ads. Oh, screen junkies. You're always talking about screen junkies. Yeah. You do this magic? That's great. It is spectacular. Oh, Jesus Christ. I have one of those 30 second ads. Oh, oh you got to sit through the whole thing. 
Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so what, while we're what, while we're what waiting on Stanley's ad to finish, uh, Stanley, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, Stanley. <laughs> uh, is, is he friends. making some kind of a cameo in our in our show tonight? <laughs> um, Excelsior! I found all this. Right, really... I am at zero now. When you got all right, all right, we all ready? Yep. Yep. On on three and three. All these are requests. Yeah. So this all of them start out like that, where they have the, all the requests. That's how you make a fucking RoboCop movie. <laughs> yes, it is. It's been more than 20 years since RoboCop appeared on the big screen, and now he's back with a flip-up visor, different origin, a human hand, and a PG-13 yeah. rating. Screw that. Screw that. Instead, revisit the original masterpiece that I is I love this because Robocop. this harnesses that mentality when I found Detroit out the remake was a bankrupt, crime-ridden hellhole. But it's like, I'm just going to go back to the original. day Detroit. <laughs> it's a Shoot city up, crying out for a And they'll get one in RoboCop. A blatant Jesus metaphor who's killed, <laughs> gets resurrected, <laughs> and walks, walks on water. <laughs> but instead of dying for our sins, and the director has gone on record that yes, that is it, it is a Jesus. <laughs> Meet his gum chewing partner Lewis, a terrible cop who never waits for back. He is a terrible like cop. A girl and can't resist male nudity. Mind if I zip this up? Balls. They have co-ed showers in the precinct and she wants guys. to look at a Clarence dick. Boddicker, a drug lord who's got a real way with the ladies. Maybe you could uh, fit me in. Omni Please, Consumer so Products, an evil corporation that does everything except make consumer products. Ed <laughs> 209, a heavily armed killing machine who loses to a flight of stairs. <laughs> yep. Sounds like and a pig. Glass. Robo suit up for the ultimate yeah. awesome 80s movie. Full of big hair, cocaine, goons, Cold War paranoia, and a no-nonsense black police captain. Now get out of my police station and take Laughing Boy with you! So return to a time when action movies were made for adults, but marketed to children. Robocop and Evil ED-260 face off with rapid reviews featuring some of film's best one-liners. I love that, like when they made films for adults, they marketed them to kids. That's so true. Bitches leave. And the most. Bitches leave. That's what Steve the man, that's what you should have said to your wife when she was like, you're gonna watch what? Bitches leave! <laughs> so I guarantee you won't see that in the remake. Starring Death Now, Double D, you can fucking watch this movie and you can't handle that shot Marvin in the face. Even Andre's businessman, Jordan Belfort, that 70s drug lord. Fox News and Lindsay Lohan. That shit is terrifying, by the yeah. way. That, oh, yeah. Like, Robocop man. is the last movie that needs a freaking remake. Yeah. What are they going to do next? Die hard? Die. Oh, no. I've said too much. <laughs> that was great. Oh, man, that's magic. Oh, Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> wow. So there you go. There's a good jumping off point. <laughs> so... Man, I love RoboCop.
I got to get off this honest trailers. I got to close that out before I start watching all of them. Yeah, they're all fantastic. They're all so good. Double D, did you watch the um the the Earthling Cinema one that I sent you, where it's like it's an alien who does movie reviews like the human race has is extinct. Yeah. So they find the DVDs and then do a movie review, like if you were a complete and total outsider, what this movie would look like. Yes. Oh, it's along. It's in the same vein as um, Honest Trailers. That right. I, 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 those are the same thing. I could watch every one of them. They're so good. Yeah. Um, they're just really cynical movie reviews, basically. Right. Same thing with the um. With another plug. Um, the Cinemasins. Yeah, terrific. Everything wrong with. Yep, Robocop. I love. I have oh, the everything so wrong with RoboCop on here. Actually, yeah. wait. Uh, so you, uh, you guys like those? Don't they don't ruin them? I haven't watched one because I can't. Because once I see that shit, I can't unsee it. But but it somehow deepens the same your appreciation. Some or why do you like no, that? It, oh, no, like I, I just love. About I it. I love the fact of being shown a movie that I love from a different angle. Right, because most of the time. I watch those everything wrong and I'm just like, I would have never thought of that. Holy shit. And it blows my mind. But if I have, if I have a true love for that movie, fuck, you could, like, oh, yeah. you, you could have a 5,000 word dissertation on why it's a piece of shit. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm still going to watch it. Hmm. <laughs> I'm still going to love that movie. I know Goonies is a piece of shit. Like, Whoa! if you were like, you no, slow down. You be quiet. You, no, like, no, 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 no. Hear no, me there's out. There's a line you just crossed. Hear me out. <laughs> We're all good. If you out. watch, like, if you look at it from a filmmaking perspective, there's a lot of shit in that movie that you're just like, this is a terribly made movie. You know, like he references the octopus that got cut out of the movie in the last scene. Like, I spent a sizable portion of my childhood wondering, like. Why would Data lie about an octopus? <laughs> they like the whole point of the movie is them redeeming themselves from like making up their adventures. They actually went on an adventure. And the second somebody asked him what happened, he talks about an octopus. It wasn't until I was a grown up that I saw the deleted scene with the octopus. Oh. But I'm just like, that's really crappy filmmaking. They still left that reference in there, and it left me as a kid to wonder, like, that ruined the story for me. Like, it, it was no, a piece that it didn't always ruin like, it. Or did it, it didn't ruin it. it? No, that's my favorite movie. Like, it didn't ruin yeah. it. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I can watch Don't one of those videos. Like, every... I can't believe I'm having to introduce <laughs> that phrase into this podcast. Yeah. Oh my god. No, but but, it, I, but I'm just saying, like. I could watch those one of those everything that's wrong with the Goonies, and I still it's still going to be my favorite movie. Like it, it doesn't take just, anything away because it sort of makes you think about the movie, and you're like, oh, I like that movie. I don't care. <laughs> so hey, but, it's just from it's just taking it like, huh? I never would have thought of it from that way. I don't care. I still love it. <laughs> All right. I will say though, Dave, knowing your knowing your mentality and and your love for the for the directorial angle, I could see how that could be pretty damaging, and and how that could um, you know, could really kind of tear at the fabric of your being. It does. As far as like, <laughs> as these, yeah, no, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that being something like where, where you know, it'd, it'd be like everything wrong with the crow, and you'd be like, oh, I can't go on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the you know, it's funny. I married someone who would be the best. This is a terribly antiquated term, but I, I don't know what the new one is. Oh, script supervisor. That's it. Uh, script supervisor. They used to call him the 
it's basically a continuity person. So we'll be yeah. watching a TV show, yeah. whether it's especially with reality shows, but any shows. And the bride will just rewind. She's like, okay. She's like, she points out the problems in the editing continuity. I'm just like, you, A, it's incredible mm. that you see that. Two, do you have any fucking idea what it would take to fix that otherwise? <laughs> like, that's yeah. just let them live. Like, they did the best they yeah. could. <laughs> yeah. So, so thanks, Double D. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I will just, let's just jump right in because yeah. I think that. As and, and again, this is going to get more difficult for me to have this conversation. But um, what, what's going on over there, Double D? It's what's going on off camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh Lord. Oh my. Mrs. Double D is probably over there in some skimpy shit, <laughs> or less, or less. Um, oh, Mrs. Double. There D. were kids just running around there a second ago. <laughs> Come on. It'd be a real shame if she tripped and fell into frame. Yeah, into frame. <laughs> Stanley just right. said, boy, it'd be awful if she tripped and fell into frame. <laughs> oh, Don't man. do that, YouTube though. Was, this is the YouTube live stream. It'll found, always yeah. be there forever. It'll <laughs> yeah, never go away. Oh, God, please let that happen. It'd be so good. We don't edit boy. these. We do not edit these. <laughs> <laughs> so the, let's just show, like, the most horrific thing, and that's saying a lot in RoboCop. Um, yeah. is when Lindsay Lohan comes out of the acid bath. <laughs> oh, yes. 100%. And, and Boddicker right. runs him over. And it's just like a wet green. It's like, it's like of, of, I, I envision, I envision like they took a watermelon and threw it in a blender, put it in a bag and then just blew it up on the front of his hood of oh, his yeah. car. And it is, it is repulsive and it is, yep. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> Bitches leave. Bitches, Bitches leave, leave is yeah. the best fucking line in that movie. Oh, great lines. <laughs> I'm sure I wrote that down somewhere, whatever page that is. Does anyone else have notes? Palmer, don't I, you have I, like an iPad of notes? I have an iPad of notes, yeah. I, yeah, I, just, I, I I'm, am really... Go ahead, sorry. We started talking about this, Dave, and then we all interrupted you, but yeah. Really interested to hear your, like, you know, 2017 first time viewing RoboCop. As a, like, just as right. interested, yeah, just as interested as it was to hear about, you know, Double D's, I almost did it again, uh-huh. Double D's reaction to uh, um, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, and Leon, my Dave, we got to capture that. Yes. Oh, my God. And Leon the Professional, he's watched Leon oh, the Professional, oh, too, God. like, as an adult, oh. like, yeah. First of all, don't watch these and talk about them in private. <laughs> yeah, I know. Be- I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like there's bit like both times I'm like, dude, this is why we need to have a show where yeah. when you want to talk about this, you just let me know and let's get a hangout set up so that way it just goes out yeah. as an episode of something that's yeah. just on YouTube. It's okay if it's on YouTube. Like, <laughs> right. so we need to start doing that. When Stan, you it would make watch Stan something, and I so happy. And you say, I, all right, I just watched this. I need to talk about it. I'll say, give me five minutes. Let me get the yes. hangout set up, and then we'll come on, and we'll talk about it. Done. So, all right. Ooh. Okay, so let me. It's I'll the Double share, D Palmer train. 
a couple of uh, my first. Oh, please. I can't wait. So a lot of these are going to be disappointing if I just read them in order, but I will. And then other people will talk and I'll find my better ones. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number one was Orion Pictures. That was the first thing I wrote. Just give your initial, just give like a four sentence reaction, like as a grown up um, in 2017. We we know we have a great listeners of Long Walk Short Drink have a great understanding of the type of movie that you grew up on. And right. arguably, I would feel like Robocop would fit right, right in, in there. Yeah. So um, that it was like a, a lost like segment of my so I like to watch things from when I was younger. And I've been in this period of life where with the Stephen King books and movies, uh, earlier I was going through John Carpenter films and William Friedkin's stuff I hadn't seen. So I'm loving returning to this period of time that I lived through but didn't see these movies. So this was perfect for that. I mean, like it was right in with like the best of those kind of experiences. And it was over the top in the most wonderful of ways. I'm like making the thing where you win the arm wrestling match because I fucking love that movie too. Uh, yeah, eighty-seven as well. I'm pretty sure someone can look yep. it up. Oh but, man, but don't challenge and me. And a Canon Films. <laughs> Goddamn right, Canon Films. Year. I'm sure eighty-seven. <laughs> just, I'll check. I'll this, check. You this keep the talking. Kind of useless I'll check. Shit I'll... I know. I'm pretty sure it's eighty-seven. <laughs> I'll check. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was really, really a lot of fun. But um, I could sense. That there was like under fucking nineteen eighty seven. Of course it is. It's nineteen eighty seven. Me halfway across the sky. I just remember the like semi truck where he's got the one like the like yeah. arm press like yeah. so he can, like work out while he's driving. Uh, he's got oh, his like his navy little navy jacket ripped off like a strap shirt yeah. jacket. Oh like, like shit! Vest. All right, Robocop. Come on, like only so many eighties at a time. Let's yeah, but, but that's, I Robocop. mean that's mostly it. I could sense that there was some sort of allegory going on, though I wasn't necessarily sorting it out as I went. For me, like everything is the crow <laughs> so i'm watching it and it's like detroit which is where the crow is set <laughs> and it's a dude who's like murdered and kind of comes back from the dead and seeks revenge on the gang of thugs so even right down to like going through his house and remembering like nice memories with his yeah. wife and stuff so a lot of that was flashing uh, the 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 termina terminator thing did occur to me so it's kind of cool just now to see that in the trailer realizing that to some extent i'm sure they're like this is a, a successful thing with a cyborg who's a bad guy like what if it was a good guy maybe make him a cop yeah i i just, i i instantly loved it and it's been fun to revisit every now and again as we've threatened to include it on the show to watch it basically as i'm editing the show on uh on mute to uh kind of experience it over and over again in that in that way which is a slightly different viewing experience but yeah no i'm i'm now i'm a big fan robocop i haven't seen any of the other like sequels or anything no door you don't to. need to yeah i love it yeah i like i like the second one actually a lot the second one yeah but i'm not a i mean i'm not a robocop purist like <laughs> i feel like double d has a really because i feel like there was not very many things outside that pg realm for double d growing up and this happens to be one that just squeaked through 
And so I can totally like I bet you totally despise the second one, right? Like oh, it's the worst. The juke or juice, <laughs> what the whatever they yeah, have that. Oh, and they they and really with the brain with the eyes that just yeah. like um come on. They like, tried really hard too to gra- like to to the like rekindle all of the like satire of the first one and I feel like they just did a terrible job with it and I totally get far. it. Yeah. I totally get it. Like it became cartoony. The first, like the original RoboCop was like it was legitimately satirical. Right. Um but the second one like with like what Sunblock 9000 Yeah. Like, like and, it just got to the point where it was and it they wasn't were satirical it was ridiculous. They were trying really too hard to like up the like violence level. This was for the longest time pre Tarantino all of that. This was considered the most violent film ever made. I can see that. And there's in terms of mainstream it, cinema of course. Yeah. 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 And 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 just and it 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 pushed all of those boundaries. There's no hyperbole in the fact that it got an X rating 11 times from Holy the MPAA. Fucking like, shit. Sorry, I just went to IMDb. Number two is directed by Irvin Kirshner, who I'm clicking through. If I'm not wrong, directed Empire. He did. Yeah. Same guy has made Empire Strikes Back. Second Star Wars wow. movie made RoboCop 2. That's weird, wow. man. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to derail. Listen, that, RoboCop Two is better than the RoboCop remake. I'm going to say that though. Like, that makes sense. I, that whole, all of that mentality towards the RoboCop remake. What remake? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly okay. that. that <laughs> yeah, okay. It's accurate. Look, if it's, we're going to become a accurate. RoboCop household. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen. The prequels uh, don't exist. Yeah. Yoda was a puppet, and Han always shot first. <laughs> yeah. RoboCop those, doesn't have those, a flip of visor. Those three things. If we're a Star Wars house, these three things we accept. The prequels don't exist. Yoda was always a puppet and Han shot first. <laughs> oh, oh, so I I got my first note off, which was Orion Pictures. <laughs> but I feel like some other people have something to say about Orion Pictures, right? Like that was a thing back then. I don't so know what else. I, but- Oh, State I, of Grace. Um, That's one of my favorite movies. Phil Juanu starring Gary Oldman, Sean Penn, and Robin Wright. That, that's an Orion Pictures release. It is. What the, movie was so that? that opening thing where you see the stars like form the circle, they come out in the line and form the circle. And that's the O for Orion. Yeah. Like that. That's icon. That's as iconic as the THX sound. Like the, when the, the yeah. like that opening. I couldn't even begin to tell you how many movies from my childhood started with that Orion opening. Um, it was like all of them, it seems like. I, 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 I know when I think oh about gosh. it, it's like all of those ones where... And, and then, so I found this really awesome talk that Peter Weller does uh, with the guy from Ain't It Cool News uh, had put on this talk. And Peter Weller essentially, it's like seven, it's a seven minute YouTube video where he's like talking to a, an, uh, an audience of people about the RoboCop costume. And, uh, there's some, there's some really great, like little pieces to glean from that. Like watching Peter Weller, who's a weirdo. I mean, like most actors, but he's like Uh, a genius or something, right? Like he's an especially smart guy, like a, yeah, like uh well there's that and 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 for all the cult fans out there like 
you probably know Peter Weller from Banjo Kazooie, um, and in the Fifth Dimension or whatever that it's like a it's a really obscure science fiction movie that he was in. So then him getting cast as RoboCop, like he has these two really cult iconic characters. Um, but he's giving this talk basically. And, uh, he, he talks about how, wait, what were we talking about before leading up to that? <laughs> Shit. Well, he's a smart guy. I looked it up and it wasn't what I thought, but, I long walked. but, but still he said in 2004, Weller completed a master's degree of arts in Roman and Renaissance art at Syracuse and occasionally taught courses in ancient history in 2007. <laughs> he is a PhD in Italian Renaissance art history. <laughs> it's just weird shit like that. But anyway, so like he talked about Orion pictures. He has this great line on Orion pictures. That's what we were talking about. Oh, um, where, where he was like, he, he like stops and he's like, everybody wanted to work for Orion because they had this laissez-faire attitude that they were very hands-off with their talent. They trusted their talent. And it like the reason why those Orion pictures like stick out in our memory is because of that, because of that freedom that the directors and the actors were given in those films that helped make oh. them iconic. You know, um, it, it was really... It was nice to feel that like piece of my childhood click. That's why I have this memory. That's why that Orion intro is burned into my head and I will always recognize it is because there's so many films from my childhood that were iconic to me and that's because they were, were trusting of their talent. They were okay with them doing what they needed to do, you know? Um it was it was just it that was nice to hear that. It was um like I said, it was like a click, like something falling into place. There was a, there's a, the second or third note I had. Oh, awesome aerial shot. Oh, and I said Robotech, like block logo with sound effect. Did you, do you guys remember Robotech? <laughs> that, that was like a kind of a, it was a commercial, or not a commercial, it was a cartoon. I'm guessing no. I'm not hearing any responses. That was an 80s thing. It was like, there was like silver Moto hawks and crickets. Robotech and shit like that. <laughs> was... Moto needs to put in crickets right there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We'll cut that out. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, but the, but I had this, no this <laughs> note about the opening TV screen montages of all the news and stuff reminded me of The Dark Knight Returns, the Frank Miller novel that's the basis of so much of what we know now, of a uh, graphic novel rather, that we know of the Batman sort of story. So, and and actually, so my theory is like some of that was the influence of why they chose Peter Weller to voice the you know Batman of in his sixties or whatever for, for that animated movie. So there's a, I feel like that might have even been an influence on on this film, like the use of of news in the Dark Knight Returns, which came out in 1986. I feel like probably had a a direct influence on on RoboCop, but. Then I have like well, and it's Mary something Hart that shit. that director has depended on. Like, I think that level of satire, though, he has depended on in his career because Starship Troopers really uses that use of media, mixed media, yeah, it, like in between scenes of the movie, 
where um like uh do you want to know more that's like the phrase that happens over and over again in those media clips from starship troopers right um i i i think that uh i don't know it just really worked it really helped sell that like those news clips i love is it in uh is that in the honest trailer where he's like in fox news like yeah yeah uh i i mean if I, you have to remember like back to 87 like fox news was still a young network then like right it, didn't it fox news then? oh shit i love that um, thing in anchorman too where they basically very uh, uh definitely kind of like put their finger on what it is about the 24-hour news cycle but it's like in anchorman too uh, when did Fox News start? No, it was 1996 for Fox News, and it oh, was yeah. But I mean, I think they're just bringing it up as kind of like as a just but, in the but, it is, was, but it is feeding into that, right? Like the fear, right? Like the reporting on fear. I don't know. That feels right. Yeah, that kind of uh, yeah. fear mongering. Sure, that's better. That's a, that's a good phrase for it. <laughs> I'm drunk. Shit. <laughs> Well, I definitely don't want to shortchange RoboCop here. What's the best way to kind of go through this? Uh, Double D, do you want to take the take the reins and guide us? But since it's uh, something that you were like, you guys must talk about this. No, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it it certainly is dear, you know, near and dear to my heart. But I think what's what's I'd love to get more input. Like, um, and I don't know if necessarily going down notes if if that's going to be. Um, the best way, or I, I think just kind of the overall feel, um, or what it was that like first hit you with like, like, wow, what was it? With, I, I assume it was like all oh, the blood squibs, like all oh, the squibs, um, or, or what, what was it about Robocop that stood out to you, um, when you were a kid and, and when you, when you first came to it? I, it's interesting because when we're watching that uh, trailer, the Honest trailer, I had those RoboCop toys, right? Yeah. And I play with them all the time, and I just keep coming back to this thought of, I think, so, all right, so let's talk about superheroes for a minute. I've always been a Batman guy. Fuck okay? yeah. Yeah. The reason, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the reason I'm a Batman guy is because he has darkness, right? Like, Batman could very easily be almost bad, right? The Dark Knight version, not the movies, dear God. But anyway, um, RoboCop, I think, appeals to that, where you have a good guy that fights fire with fire almost, right? And just beats, just kills the shit out of these bad guys. And for some reason, that has always that's always sort of appealed to me in a way. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, my psychological makeup. I don't know what, what I would see in the ink blots, but, uh, I was like that. And I remember that as a kid and maybe, maybe this goes back to the Disney thing too. Like I saw injustice and dealt with injustice as a kid. And so when like bad guys got their due, and the fucking they got their comeuppance, right? I loved it. I was yep. into it. Big time. And so I think Robocop always appealed to me for that very reason. It's not like 
Super Superman's cool, all right? I mean, listen, he's Superman, right? I mean, I'm not going to bust on Superman, but Superman ain't out there killing dudes. Well, neither is cats ne- out of trees. Neither is Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. <laughs> Technically, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. That's important right. about he'll Batman. Beat them, he'll just, beat him to an inch of their life. Yeah. Superman won't even do that. I mean, Affleck right. Batman might kill him, I guess, but but actual right. Batman would not be killing people. But I, know, <laughs> I, I appreciate what you're saying, certainly. I just, you know, got a total line with the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Bats, as I call them. What? ACVD. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's why I hadn't seen this. As you I think I was too busy watching JC movies. <laughs> you know what, though? Because it's like for all the blood sports I didn't watch, I'm watching all the blo- all the Robocops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about up. where it's, it's all about where you end. Like, what did you zero in on as a kid? I I I I watched kid adventure movies and totally inappropriate movies. That's what I watched <laughs> growing up. You know, like uh, RoboCop yeah. was <laughs> one of those things. Sorry, with the burp. <laughs> Double D and I both love the, the mid sentence <laughs> like, burp. We yes. both pump our fists. Um, we're like, that's right. <laughs> um, I like RoboCop. There's there's a handful of movies that I think of, even as a kid, when I watched them in the 80s, I was like, I shouldn't be watching this movie. Like, Child's Play was another one of them. Like, Oh, oh God. You know, nope. like... Nope. I've never seen that either. Nope. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, okay. I know. I can't wait. Nope. I will not. No. <laughs> oh, man. The first nope. time I saw Child's Play, it was right around, I don't know, probably around the same 1990-ish. I was 10. I don't know why I always watch these movies like after the fact, but... Uh, I, I was alone with my buddy and his older sister who was babysitting us and she was only like 13 right and we were alone and it was dark and we decided to watch it and there is this fucking storm right and it was like it wasn't raining but it was one of those wind was blowing right and it was fall so like there were leaves falling and the trees were shaking and we were like scared shitless I kid you not this was like 11 something at night like this guy is like so the way their street was so their house was so the street came straight towards their house and then curved okay their house sat on the curved section of the street so you could look straight down the street where the stoplight well <laughs> right in the middle of this fucking movie we're all scared to death we look outside and i don't remember why we looked outside but there is this man standing in the middle of the street. Just this man. Just standing there. And like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Double D's <just> going. Stand- <laughs> no. Yeah. Just standing there. And he's smoking a cigarette. And I don't know. Like, he wasn't like looking at our house. But he was like facing our sort of direction. So we dive beneath the windows. We're freaking out, and we're kind of looking out there. I swear to God, it was probably only, he probably in actuality stayed there like 30 seconds. But in that time, it seemed like he was there for 15 minutes staring into our souls. And I just remember being scared to death that entire night. Thanks for bringing it up, whoever (laughs) talked about Child's Play. I'm just telling you, that was one of the other movies that I knew as a child in the 80s. I should not have watched it. Right. RoboCop was one of those. But even as a kid, it just stuck out to me, like, the mixed media, those commercials, the news reports. Like, 
that first commercial where the guys I like I I was seven years old in 1987. So even if you think video that's going to come out in 88, I'm eight years old. Right. As an eight year old when this because I mean, we watched whatever was popular. This movie made four times its budget. They made this was 13 million dollars to make. It made almost 54 million in the box office. That's a huge success. So. We watch whatever was popular. RoboCop was popular. It made a lot of money. It got a lot of buzz. So then we watched it. And of course, I wasn't censored growing up. But even as an eight-year-old watching this on home video, that first commercial where it's just dripping with the satire of, well, if you're rich enough in this future, you can have this prosthetic heart. And if you're not rich enough, then you're going to get to watch the cheap like I'd buy that for a dollar sitcom. That's that's what you get entertained with, while the rich gets to like survive and get the fake hearts. I of course as an adult, that's a little deeper than I went as an eight year old. But even as an eight year old, I'm like, oh well, that something just doesn't feel right about that commercial. You know what I mean? Like this. I mean, this movie when when you watch it, if all you take from it is it's. Like it's all the pe- it's so easy to love. We've said it before. It's a robot cop. All right. What child of the eighties are those two things not going to speak to, right? <laughs> yep. But then you watch it and you're like, this is so much more than a robot cop. The, like I was a grown ass man when the like, and the director's gone on record to say this is a Christ allegory. I was a grown ass man when I first learned that, and I'm like, bull fucking shit. And then you watch all the like, the walking on water, the resurrection, the like death, the martyrdom, all of that stuff, right. and you're like, holy shit, that's a Christ allegory, you know? Like, this movie is serious. Like, it, there's a lot going on in this quote unquote stereotypical action movie from the '80s. I like, there's. It's so rich to just mm-hmm. sit and watch for the special effects. The director, this was a great little factoid that um, you know you get from the trivia page on IMDb. So the director and the special effects supervisor, the, uh, who was head of the special effects, came to blows almost during the production of this film. And... What was the breaking point was the scene where Murphy takes the helmet off. Like he unscrews the helmet and the director was like, no, I want that lit because I need, I want to stick their nose in like the, the cyborgness of him. Like on the Blu-ray release, you realize like that's all leaking oil and gross, like in his, that's his head. Like that's his head, you know? (laughs) And so like you're, you're watching that and you're, so they came to blows because the special effects coordinator was like, no, if we light this the way that you want to light that, they're going to see all the secrets that we use to make that magic happen. And the director's like, no, trust our DP. He knows how to light this. Trust me. This is going to be awesome. And they fought so hard leading up to that point, And then when they got to that point, that they did not speak for the rest of the production. When the film was released and they're at the premiere, 
that scene after it plays, they're both so impressed with how the scene came out that they instantly forgive each other. And that, that coordinator of special effects worked with this director on total recall, another fucking movie from my childhood. That's just like when you realize that they both work together from RoboCop on total recall. And it's all because like that one scene, they were able to reconcile themselves. Like they, they instantly were like, it looks perfect. That's exactly the way it was supposed to be. That, I mean, man, groundbreaking. This film is so much more than a robot cop that's just blowing shit up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, so much more than that. Ah, oh. One of the things that occurred to me this this last time watching it on mute is that around that time where he's, like, taken off the, off the, whoops, sorry, hit the mic, where he's taken off the helmet, I guess, and he's kind of wounded, but like kind of getting back into it. And Nancy Allen's there with him, trying to help him get his. Uh, you know, something's wrong with like his his sight, his aiming, his, yeah. like aiming. Yeah. yeah, they reminded me very much of uh, of a fist full of dollars, where the Clint Eastwood character gets. There is a point towards the end where he gets ganged up on by the the two gangs he's splitting and gets beaten to a pulp and has to recover. And he's like kind of laying low, healing, and he's with this one guy, kind of the Nancy Allen part, but in this case it's a coffin maker. (laughs) Uh, But he's like practicing his shooting and stuff, and he's planning the the moment where he comes back to face the, the people that put him in this place. And so it's it's got a lot of archetypes, whether it's Christ or whether it's like the the Western man with no name kind of thing. Um, well, and yeah, go ahead. And, and you talked about it being like Terminator too. Arnold looks like a person, and there's that scene where he takes out his eyeball, and you could see that oh, he's yeah. a cyborg. Yeah, right. you know, like in in RoboCop, it's different. He looks like a machine, but then he takes off that helmet, and then you see, oh, he shit, looks it's human. A yeah, yeah, right. right. He looks human under there. Yeah, that's I found that cool. to be sort of like an interesting juxtaposition. That's right, yeah. Because they do kind of, not that they lay on it heavily, but that idea that, uh, I feel like, is it the is, is it that Nancy Allen character, that the female cop that starts to recognize him over time? Does she yeah. always recognize she him? She recognizes him right away. Right away, Yeah, okay. when, he flips, when he flips the gun back in his leg at the at the shooting range at the very beginning, she's like, that I that look that is familiar. Like I know that oh, okay. because they had the they had the the time earlier where oh, she yeah. had seen that in the in the field, and she was and he was talking about how you know that's a cool thing to do for your kids or whatever, um, with the the gun flip and stuff like that. So that that put her on to him pretty early. That that was, and then there are other things, of course, that made that connection to where she was like, that's got to be it. But I think what's neat about RoboCop is that when you watch it as a kid, it's like, you know, cop robot, how cool is that? Um, you know, the violence, the squibs, all that stuff. And there's, there's some movies of course that, you know, like a lot of Disney movies have stuff thrown in for the adults. Wonderful. That's great. But RoboCop is one of those movies that you can come back to as an adult and have such a different appreciation for. And like, it's like that rabbit hole. Like it, it's how deep do you want to go down into this? Um, you know, like with like Reganomics and, um, you know, like, like the, um, I think we had talked about, um, 
like with the Fox News and the in these different stories. Nukem and, and the Suck 6000 oh, that yeah. gets 8.5 miles Bitches per gallon. Leave. <laughs> Bitches <Yeah>. leave. Bitches <laughs> leave. Grab them by the pussy. Bitches <laughs> 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 leave. Stan the Man is on, like, Stan the Man is close to pumpkining, just so yeah. we're all aware. <laughs> it's true. Um, but there's very few films that really do, and not like stand the test of time, I guess, isn't isn't the best way to put it, but can can get to you on so many different levels. And when you come back to it later, um, like with, with Goonies, you come back to Goonies later and, you know, it's just, it's still kind of a feel good movies of the 80s. But if you come back to RoboCop, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much that you can draw yep. from it. Um, and it's just such, it's just so much deeper that... And, and at the beginning, I just don't, when it first came out, certainly as a kid, I never, never imagined how um, powerful it was going to be even later. Yeah. You really do love RoboCop. It's spectacular. It is such a good <laughs> film. It's so, it's so good. One of my notes here is, I was looking through, there, I do have Bitches Leave and a few other things. A lot of, <laughs> lot of crow comparisons, Benny Hill, stuff like just drawing little parallels to real life it's nice to see ray wise Wayland from twin peaks um, but i have this note here he's like he's a cyborg you idiot what do you mean that's just something you don't hear as much now as you did in the 80s so so double deeds uh um well i just want to make sure we kind of do robo robocop justice in terms of uh how you'd like to hear it on Long Walk Short Train, and also get your connection to it, which it sounds like we were. But I want to make sure we don't leave anything out. No, and, and I don't think that we did. I think that this was one of my this was one of my first grown up movies that I saw. Um, I mean, it, it was it was something that I'm coming off of like Disney, right? And <laughs> I think probably like The Princess Bride was probably the next level. Like that was like the next highest or the next closest thing as far as like action and and um, adventure and stuff like that um, that I'd seen before RoboCop. And I, I distinctly remember my buddy getting in so much trouble uh. when his parents realized that we watched RoboCop um, because his parents, there was it was very similar to Palmer where there's no filter. Whatever you want to watch, you watch it, we'll talk about it, we'll get through it. You know, it's a movie. Um, let's talk about it as a movie. It's not real life. Uh, where I was, that was not the case with me. Um, so when we did finally watch it with my buddy, I was like, I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. And I may not have slept for days. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Seriously, that How toxic to waste scene is fucking oh, terrifying. Oh yeah. That is, I do not like any kind of, I don't get grossed out by too much. But Body but horror. It, body horror is... I can't abide it. And that was pretty extreme. <laughs> the dude, oh. When his fingers are melting Melt. off yeah. the bones, you see the bones and his fingers are hanging down lower than that. Like that attention to detail is enough. It's so, and his line is just kill me. Like he wants to yeah. die. It, like this is a guy that's faced RoboCop. He's done like he has a done terrible mother. things. Like he's a this is a bad man, and his first instinct after that happening is please kill me. Like, oh, that's so horrific, so horrific. Which 
I need to I need to chime in. Paul Verhoeven, the director, did also direct Showgirls. That's so weird. As right? <laughs> as Jan Jansen. Oh, that is strange. Under a pseudonym. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Wow. He probably D. tried to Alan Smithy it. Oh, I can see that. Double D, how did yeah. you see this movie with your friend? Did you say already? Was it like an HBO or something? Or did someone have a VHS? Like, what was the... No, it was on back... VHS for sure. So it was... So yeah, a rental? And, and it was... Um, no, I my guess is that it was purchased. So it wouldn't have been... It certainly would not have been, you know, like a first run. Um, It was probably, uh, you know, it would have been... 89, 88, 89, somewhere in that range. Um, it had been a year or two after. Uh, but it he was also one of those people that was kind of up on things. And, and they had a lot of movies. Um, Weird Science was, the, was another oh, one. Oh, I love that up. movie. So good. Uh, I haven't seen that oh, one either. Oh, man. More than, more than a handful. <gasps> I know. Oh, yeah. See, that's, that's my childhood. That's I know. My childhood I want right to. I, yeah. Um, Man, and that was another one that he caught. My my buddy caught serious crap from his parents. They were so pissed. Basically, what would happen is, so we would just we would be outside playing, and we'd be outside goofing around, and we'd be playing GI Joes and Transformers and all kinds of stuff. And he had a, um, what was it like a PXL two thousand, um, like one of the first like video cameras, like handheld video cameras, and it was, um, oh, it was crappy black, and it was almost like green and gray. Um, but we would do movies and stuff like that with this PXL 2000 and, but we would, we would keep to ourselves and it would, and it was fine. And, and there were a lot of movies that he had that were, that were okay to watch. I can't remember any of them right now. Um, (laughs) those didn't matter, but those didn't matter. No, it was, um, (laughs) but weird science. Um, I distinctly remember his dad coming down the stairs, um, when they were making, her in weird science and so you've got this computer and it is so bad and uh, dave you're gonna have to check it out but um it is so bad 80s like graphics on like a computer and they're like creating essentially a barbie um yeah but it's like uh it's almost like in like a wire frame mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's and they just start blowing up the the breasts to like epic proportions <laughs> They're making this woman. So the and the one dude is like, and they are just complete absolute nerds. And there's like, oh no, wait a minute. More than a handful is just way too much. It's <laughs> like, how would you? He's like, just trust me. Like, what? And his dad came down as that scene is as playing out. And here's me who's like, Princess Bride is the absolute like worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's like, he's like shut it down and we were both like oh like we were freaking out he got so much heck and like i was just sitting at the kitchen table waiting for him to just get reamed out for i don't even know how long so when we watched robocop it had to have been like it was after like bedtime it was up in his room and we turned it on um but so dun, 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 dun. <laughs> there it is the 8-bit soundtrack yeah. <laughs> to my childhood it was spectacular um and it was just like oh my gosh and it just it was so i, I guess it's like one of those just extremes that you know you, you start off like all these cute and cuddlies like animation and then you go straight into that um it was just so uh jarring um 
but I was able to get through it and being able to get through it. It was just, man, it just touched us part of my childhood. It's just crazy. That's yeah. fucking outrageous, man. Like, it took me right back to that, that era. That was the main thing like, yeah. that I took from it was, uh, it was just being back in that kind of 1987 film. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm glad we could finally talk about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I just like checking. I think this is going to be our season of checking off lists, like checking things, checking the boxes <laughs> on things. So we talked about RoboCop. We got Disney taken care of. We got RoboCop taken care of. Um, I'm going to challenge you and Moto between now and the next time we record. I want to do. Uh, I'm 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 gonna ca- I'm gonna throw in my card for uh, Swiss Army Man. Oh Swiss Army yeah, Man episode. yeah. Well, the other thing I thought of too is like this is gonna get published in October, early October. Yeah, we should do some kind of because you and I both love horror movies. Uh, yeah, we should do something that acknowledges. I don't know if it's like our top ten horror movies or like even like a revenge show style. Can we uh, let's do it around an it episode because we'll have seen oh, it by then. That's right. That's a good idea. Yeah, no. Double D, not so much. No. <laughs> Double D, you gotta see fucking I'm see out. it. Oh, I can't wait to see that. No. Listen, all right. You can take Stan the Man. After... Stan the Man can take my spot on that one. There Stan the Man, listen. Stan the no Man has read no. it. Yeah. How about after you're done with after you're done with the Dark Tower series, which I'm I'm so impressed that you're reading that. By the way, is Double D reading the Dark Tower? Oh, yeah, he's on. He's on. Uh, He's on uh, the drawing of three. Check? He skipped nice. the first one. He took my advice. He skipped the first one. Yeah. So he's going to do three or two, three, four, then go back to one before right. he does five, six, seven. So, um, man, I, 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 th- you need to read it. Like what, yeah. Dave? Like just, just give me a, like two sentences. How are you feeling with the audiobook right now? It's fantastic, right? Yeah, it's really no, wait, great. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. You can't say, Dave, how do you feel? And then say, it's fantastic, right? You're just putting <laughs> words in his mouth. Don't You can't do that. Say, Dave. Leading the saying? witness? Yes. No, leading the objection. I think I, probably would, I think I probably would say say that, though. It, it's The, the audiobook well, you would. is really incredibly well done by Stephen Weber. It's like one, one of, if not the best I've ever heard. Um, but it also, it feels so much like Stranger Things with the, with the way that the kids are portrayed and the sort of serious world of kids shit and, uh, um, the high stakes of that. What's also really fun for me that I wasn't expecting is that it is not always the clown spoilers, whatever, like, like for the kids, it's like these various things that they know and from being from the fifties. They're throwing shit out like it's the creature from the Black Lagoon, it's the mummy, it's the Wolfman. I'm like, and that's my well, that's like, right that's my world, alley. yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, there's the darker stuff, I guess, that you get with Stephen King that I forget sometimes he's capable of, in terms of just, yeah. but, but really more at this point like human drama, like domestic violence and stuff like that. But by and large, it, it really just feels to me like the Stephen King book. I. Th- that I would have thought Stranger Things to be based on or something. So it's I've I've been really, yeah. really enjoying it. Oh man. Stan the man. It looked like you were biting your tongue, man. I mean maybe it'll go on somewhere it? else. <laughs> no, no, no. It it is it's it's fantastic. I loved it. It's my favorite one. It was it's my uh favorite Stephen King book so far. Oh man. That I've read. Yeah, I would um, like 
I think that's a fair statement. I love yeah. the Dark Tower. That's yes. my like that uh, holistically. That's my favorite series of books. But I think it is his best book. It's good, except for that one part. The part at the end, the, yeah, yeah, that part, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Part. Oh God, no, yeah, See, so I'm not, so I'm not there, but that's terrifying. <laughs> it's just so, it's so out, it, no, yeah, like there's but, no spoilers. It's just so outrageous. Yeah, I, it, it didn't need to be done, and like weird images in my head after that. You know, while you're reading it, of course, you're seeing what's happening in the scene, yeah. right? And then I felt weird about it. Oh. Um, but uh, interesting that it connects with the Dark Tower. Right. Yeah. And um, I just finished reading Dreamcatcher last week. Oh, yeah. Yep. And so obviously that plays a big role into it as yep. well. Right. Pennywise lives and all that. Stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um, I, it was my favorite Stephen King book by far. And I can't uh, wait to see so the movie. Good. It's so good. It's so yeah. like in this in this one that's coming like the movie that's coming out in September is going to be fantastic. So let's do then the next time we record. Let's do. We we will hopefully have been closer to the release of the It movie when we record it, Dave. Yeah, yeah. So let's re- let's we'll talk about It, and then we'll talk about let's do our top five horror movies of all yeah, time. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Right, and I that'll be. Wait. And then of course, and we'll then the Swiss one Army after Army that Man. will be the Swiss Army Man. Yeah, because yeah. we need to do Swiss Army Man before 2017's over, because that was one of my picks for 2016. Oh yeah. So, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's plan on that. Thank you guys so much for listening yeah. to this two-parter episode and joining us on the our, all our zero viewers on the live stream. We really appreciate that. Um, but they didn't uh, know they were missing the epic beards. That's that's on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always go back uh, and listen uh, or watch if you're listening, and uh, you know they're unedited, so it's all the other shit that doesn't make it into the show. If you ever contrast the running time for one of our podcasts with the uh, live stream, you'll know you're missing some stuff. <laughs> and among them tonight were those glorious, glorious beards. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stan the Man and Double D, thanks for joining us. Thank yeah, you so much. It was, it was so nice to, always, truly like, my pleasure. To, to, to meet you, Stan, and to see you again, Double yeah. D. This was a real joy for me. Thanks for sharing all those Disney memories. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it was uh, a great time. I had a great time. Definitely, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing about the Disney memories that uh, Palmer makes here in the next couple. Yeah. Of oh yeah, that's gonna there. that'll be on the next episode too. So I guess that because we'll have to I'll have to rehash my Disney trip on that yep. episode. So how old are you gonna be? <laughs> uh, twenty seven. Oh, is that? Oh no, thirty seven. Thirty seven. It's in 27. a row. Jesus, I wish I was twenty. <laughs> in a row. <laughs> That's what I want. Hey, you That's get back here. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we I don't know. I totally biffed that joke. I'm so sorry. You know, it's right? 37. I don't know why I said 27. I hope that uh, was your answer. But 27, yeah. 37, you can be my wingman 37. anytime. <laughs> hey, you hear Val. that? You hear that, Val Kimmer? He didn't say you. He did not say you. Uh, that's Suck also it, the wrong Kilmer. answer. Does do any of you guys know the right answer to that? The right response to that question or to that statement? You can be my wingman anytime. I said it earlier in the show. Say it. Say it again. Sign us off with it. Bullshit. You could be mine. There it is. <laughs> Staying, playing with the boy. <laughs> Long walk, short drink, episode two, two parter. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, sir. <laughs> Long walk, short drink.
Look at this battle uh, of the just, beards. You guys both got yeah. a lot going on there. Uh, Usually, that's uh, the first thing we say to each other is like yeah. how beautiful each other's beards are. Well, I lose. I mean, it's not even a competition. Oh, Look come on. No. Your beard is fantastic. No, dude. When I look at your beard, all I see is sex. <laughs> I mean, that's what I look at. That is what I see. That's a, that's a teaser at yeah, the beginning. That's definitely. <laughs>